right, and we're back. What's up, guys? This is Usin with the Book of Usin Life of Detours podcast. I have Mr. Traven Bain over here. Olivia's over here lurking a little bit. <laughs> but we got Traven here. He's uh, Olivia's husband, and he's also got a lot of shit going on back here in Mina. He's been brewing his own stuff, so I brought him some cool beers and whatnot for us to check out. Um, but uh, so pretty much uh, last week, I just did kind of like my own podcast and then uh, went and hung out with my sister Rachel and her friend Shay for a little bit, and that was pretty cool. But I'm trying to get back into like, so the whole point of the podcast is I'm trying to basically do what I did with the book and just sit down with like some of my favorite people and like the coolest people I know and just kind of have us tell not like, so whenever I did the book, it was just our stories from start to finish, like where I'm involved so that I could write my own story. But now I'm trying to get people to tell me like their full spectrum and then kind of incorporate it into the story and whatnot. So that's what we're going for here. We'll figure it out, you know, but, uh, um, on top of that, pretty much the only thing I need to say before we start is a little thank you to Anchor. They did pretty good so far. Um, so it's the app that I use, and that's what gets this podcast up on Spotify. It only took me like a couple of minutes, really, to get it going once I recorded my first episode. And like, it's about the easiest thing I've been able to use so far as far as like any kind of technology because I have horrible fucking luck for sure but anchor's been good so far we'll figure it out i am still waiting on some uh some ads on there they said they're working hard to find me some sponsored ads to add on here but uh we'll figure it out so yeah um so mr traven bain is right here I'll let you say a little quick hello we'll get a little cheers nice what's up i think automatically we should go with some um rar and revolver brewing yeah. Yeah, ads would be right, dude. Yeah, right where up. are you guys at? Okay, yeah. so Rar and Sons are I mean, in the brewing company. I know Revolver is out of uh, they're based Fort out of Worth, Texas, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think Rar and Sons is in Fort yep. Worth as well. Okay, cool. So, Fort Worth, fuck with me, bro. I'm right over there in Arlington. We can we can do some business and kind of hang out. I'm gonna be drinking your beers on this one, and I will be getting a brewer's um opinion on your stuff here. So, Sweet. I'd recommend it to anybody that doesn't really like beer, but it's a good entry. Mm. Absolutely, just like the Blue Wing from uh, uh, Flyway, but this one's a little bit sweeter, I would say. So it's kind of down the same ballpark, but it's a little bit sweeter for sure. Uh oh, Olivia's trying to get her beer spilled quick, bro. Oh, you didn't see her crawl past here. <laughs> <laughs> See, the best part about this is the video is only for YouTube. None of it goes on the podcast. So, like, this is basically the blooper show. Oh, yeah. Like, so whenever I pause the podcast, because I can only do it every 30 minutes, I pause that, but I don't pause the video. So, I'd be fucking around. On it's really funny. Um, but, yeah. So, here we are doing the podcast with Mr. Traven. I got the chance to go to his... Uh, to the washhouse earlier, so they started out as a coffee company, right? Yeah. And now we're moving into brewing after a lot of legwork, <laughs> I would call it, right? Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, we we initially started as it was just a small little like traditional style coffee shop, coffee roaster, and then rolled into um, a kitchen. And then eventually Arkansas passed laws to allow us to open a microbrewery in a dry county. Nice. Yeah. That's what we were waiting on um, for a long time. 
So as far as we know, we're the first brewery in a dry county in the country. Oh, nice. Um, but you got like, I mean, you got Jack Daniels. Technically, they're still in a dry county, but right. they were initially, they were grandfathered in. And then so now, they weren't dry when they started? Well, county wasn't? When, when Jack Daniels started was before Prohibition. Mm-hmm. So the the 20s, I think Jack Daniels actually started in the 19, like, teens. Yeah. So they were grandfathered in when Prohibition ended. That's and their the, county didn't want to go wet, but they were already an established distillery. So so they got to, you know, do their thing. And, um yeah, because I've heard that Jack Daniels keep going. is in the spot where it is dry, but I didn't. I didn't yeah, know which is which is weird, but also Jack Daniels wants to keep it that way because they have that mystique of it's being like a little stat. That yeah, they yeah, like take. yeah. No one else has alcohol around us. Yeah, we're it. Interesting. Okay, so did the um, did the uh, dry county laws? Did they come from prohibition? Is that what that's from? Oh, every bit of it. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know a whole lot about yeah, it. Yeah, I, mean, no, I don't so, know as much about prohibition as I probably should. Really. So. Yeah. So most of the prohibition stuff came from, or I don't know, I don't know as much about the pre-prohibition stuff, but the prohibition laws became from uh, like earliest. I think it was like 1932 when it was overturned, um, and that's where we started getting the laws for like the dry County private clubs and things like that, which allowed um, restaurants to serve beer right. or, or like the Elks Lodge private clubs, like yeah. you know, yeah. Cause the Elks has been here for shit. Yeah. Long? Yeah. They've been around a while. Yeah. So did those laws, were those originally in place or were those something that they had to fight for too? From my understanding, it was, a bit of both like they had to argue them but at the same time it was when prohibition was overturned it kind of rolled them into these laws like yeah. hey you can do this so we can keep but it yeah well because to do any more than that people have to vote it in yeah so, so that's, i feel like a lot of the lawmakers were probably part of the clubs yeah yeah, yeah. well some places right right some places um because like with a lot of your, so your southern states are the only ones still with dry counties. There's, there's 15 states with dry counties. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas is leading them with 30 dry counties. 30 out of how many? Out of um, 60 or 70, maybe. So Arkansas has 30. The next closest state is uh, Tennessee with seven. <laughs> what really? Yeah. So Arkansas is like there's 75 counties. 75 counties? Okay, thanks, yeah. Jamie. Olivia, I mean. <laughs> I called you Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you are going to need John's stats on that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I mean, Arkansas is dominating the board on that. 30, then the next is 7? Yeah. In Tennessee? Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, so you start getting into stuff here? like, like, there's, I think there's eight or nine states with dry county still. Yeah. And the, the next closest one to Arkansas has seven. So after that, it's like six, five, four, three, two. Yeah. You know. Does Missouri still have any? That sounds like a place that would have some. I think they're done with them. They really? got rid of all of them. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, 
So which this was, yeah. most of my stuff I've looked at has been after the 20 elections. So, uh, okay. right. so I'm sure there's been a big change because I know. Well, you're re- you have to be up to date with it, right? Yeah. I mean, you're right there. Yeah, I mean, we, we deal with a lot of it. But like with the Arkansas shit, there's, I know two counties in Arkansas went wet because one of them's right beside us. Nice. The Queen, Sevier County, well, they went wet. Uh, um, I would recommend that. Well, you know, <laughs> I do it's a lot closer it. drive. Yeah. It's a lot, they were getting it either way, man. Yeah. It just made it a little bit easier. But, you know, so so we're hoping on that. I'm fucking with you. This year, yeah, that's okay. You guys are you guys are doing okay. All right. How is, uh, how do you, how do you feel about these Scottish ales? I like these. These are these are really good. All right. So Rar and Sons Brewing Company Iron Thistle Scottish Ale. Yep. Seven percent. That's all right. Pretty pretty close to a traditional Irish red to me, mm. but a little I bit light red on red. the malty side. Oh yeah, there's a good like, like it's nice and easy. Like there's a ton of that, sweetness in there. Yeah, yeah. Which that's, I mean, you'll get that from the malt side, but usually your malt is going to be a little more present, whereas this is the malt's can, a little more subdued. It's I can feel a sour in there too, like a little mm, something underneath. Because that's basically what I get is like a, a, it's somewhere between like the. Like the sweet of like, I guess the malt and whatnot, and right, then you right. have like the sour that comes from like the hoppy side or like the piney taste. So there's like kind of the three fighting for something. There. Right. Well, I mean, you get in when you get into that, your hops contribute more of your bitterness. I mean, they're not going to push a lot of your sourness. Usually comes from like a a bad bacteria or a, something like that, and not always bad because sour beers are great, yeah. but. They use if they use them correct, right, right. Yeah, but this just to me, it's like a good, clean, easy Irish style. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot to of bring someone it. into it. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot you, of like thick mouthfeel. Yeah. yeah, and usually your Irish reds are a little heavier. Definitely. To me, yeah. typically. Have you tried the Arkansas red from Core? I think it is. Yes. Wait, didn't they go under? No, no. Are they still going? So, yeah, they closed down. From my understanding, they closed down. I know one of their tap rooms, Uh-oh. but their brewery's still going. And I think they have another tap room over, like beside their brewery, oh, okay. in in the same town. Yeah, and that Fayetteville was that area. was after COVID. I know a lot of yeah crazy shit happened around here with that. Yeah, but I mean, it's Let's but it's one of the deals, like everything else, like with this, with the. With a Scottish or an Irish or a whatever, it, it's one of them deals. Would you say like the Scottish and Irish would be kind of close, or are they? Generally, they are. Yeah, because um, I know like Scottish, like actual Scotch, is a lot different than like, yeah, yeah. Irish whiskey. Like, yeah, um, and it's kind of the same in beer. From what I've seen and learned and dealt with, usually your Irishes are a little heavier-ish. Yeah. And your Scottishes are usually a lot, little lighter, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's Reeves. fine. A lot of people like, really like it. weed into it or like, what, what do you do to make that effect? It, it depends. There's, there's hundreds of ways to make the difference. Everything well, from how many your grain bills, your there? yeast. Oh, there's, there's thousands of different thousands. hops. Oh, Jesus. And then you get into thousands, if not probably hundreds of thousands different 
grain bills or, or types of grains because they have different roasts or different this and that. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in different yeasts, which make a whole ass different profiles. Yeah, because they that's where the bacteria comes from, right? Is the yeast. Kinda. You so keep in mind, I don't know <laughs> the fuck I'm talking about. That's why I'm talking to this guy yeah. right now. <laughs> so you can get bacteria from your yeast, but usually that means it's a bad culture. But normally, so if you wanted to make like a sour beer, right. you're gonna add in yeast or um, excuse me, add in bacteria purposefully. Gotcha. I was so trying to make it sour to earlier. draw. That's yeah, what it, that, I think. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Well, it, it's kind of similar, but. Kombucha, you're using a SCOBY, which is fermenting it. And what's a SCOBY? A SCOBY, I don't know what technically what it is, mm-hmm. but it's like a living sludge of stuff. Right. <laughs> and, it, bacteria and it just it. super lightly ferments it. Um, but like with beer or anything, you introduce bacteria to it and you start getting that like tart sour like gummy kind of yeah 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 and it depends what you add to that what you get or how long you let it work or this and that but then you can add yeast to either knock that out or you can add at the same time depending what you're doing yeah um would the yeast add like a like a sweetness to it? Because I know if you add fruit, it'll kind of take it in a sour direction, maybe? Yeah, no, well, it it depends, because, and that's the the crazy fun part, is because I can, so I could brew the exact same beer. Like, I could use the same grain bill, Mm -hmm. same, like, use this wheat, that wheat, whatever. temperature, same amount of time. Everything. everything. Yeah. And I could put yeast A in it and yeast B in it, and they could be completely different just because how that yeast ferments. Um, like I've got some yeast that ferment at 100, 100 to 105 degrees that will put out a lot of tropical, like big juicy flavors. Nice. And I've got some yeast that I that I like that I use that will ferment at 60 to 65 that are a lot crisper, cleaner, like they don't impart any flavors. So it's like a smoother style. Yeah, so, you know, kinda, so it, it's it like your Bud Light versus yeah. like your a whole daiquiri or something. You oh, know, really? okay, I mean, yeah. it's just big, big differences. That's interesting. Okay. Well, so I do want to know, like, so I know that now you, uh, so what are you doing now exactly for the, well, I want to say the coffee roasters, but I know it's not called that anymore. I know it's like a bigger conglomerate kind of deal, like they're working with that and the restaurant and then now it's the brewery so you're kind of the head of the brewery side right yeah yeah we're currently we're building out a whole brewery um which when we started we started on a half barrel system which is really generally it'll produce about 12 gallons of beer which is about two sixtals what's a pony keg is that uh pony it's a quarter it depends on who says pony, right? <laughs> but but ponies are anywhere from a five gallon keg to a two gallon keg, depending on who you're asking or where you're at. Gotcha. Um, but like the sixtals are five and a half gallons. Okay. So that's what you started on them. It'll produce two of those at a time. Oh, cool. Nice. How long does that take? Depending on the depends on your yeast, right? Okay. 
depends on your yeast, depends on your recipe, style, everything like that. Like, there's a lot of variables that go into it. So I can do the same beer and just change the yeast or just change the temperature, and it might go from five days to 65 days. Really? For oh, one to be close to done. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes a big difference with that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's all... I say up to the brewer, but also up to the recipe, to the style, to the yeah, whatever, whatever you want to hit. Because like that's say what you pick that, but like that's just what you want. It happens to take sixty five days. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of that stuff, like some of it's quicker, some of it's slower. You know, temperature control, like it's a whole ass ordeal. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, we started on that half barrel system because we didn't know. With, with these dry county laws, and uh, Arkansas passed a law to allow um, dry county private club microbreweries in the state. Dry county microbreweries, okay. Private club. Private club, okay. So you have to member, you have to be a right. member. They get to sign the book on the mountain. Yeah, yeah, deal. yeah. Is that still a thing right now in yeah. your place? Yeah, technically. I mean, we don't do it. Yeah, I was about to say I haven't (laughs) signed a book, but (laughs) but your family, you're a guest, you're whatever. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have to sign anything, or you know, I can pay for most of my things, but it's okay. So, (laughs) but I mean, that's part of it. It's it's this stupid, antiquated, outdated laws. But for us to get to this point, Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't really don't know how the law got passed. It I was, was it was a ask. fluke. It was weird. But the one that got the for us to do the microbrewery, whatever yeah, you call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the funny thing was, it was. It wasn't a big entity. It wasn't a brewery about to open. It wasn't nothing. It was just these guys that were like, "We want to do this. Kind of want to make beer, but we need a law for it first. Oh yeah. So they literally wrote this shit up themselves, submitted it, and it almost got passed the first time uh, and got denied. The second time it went up, it got passed. But between the first and the second, there was a small rewrite. And what that rewrite was, was so in the initial laws, it said a microbrewery, private club, dry county nonsense could carry their beer in any beer they wanted. Okay. So they had to rewrite that. The only rewrite they did was they said that, no, you have to keep it in the state. You have to keep it local. So they rewrote it to be any natural state produced beer. That's almost, I can almost get behind that. I can see where it it would bring everything in the state. It's more right. I can see where it could bring some like, problems in when you're trying to like sell cheaper beer and stuff you know right right exactly yeah but i mean it was one of them things like that's that's kind of what we wanted to do anyway Mm -hmm. but also if you look at any and every other state there's also some great beers that we could bring in but as of right now we can't because we can only bring in arkansas produced beer now there is a fairly good selection going on here oh no yeah yeah no we have some awesome stuff yeah so, um, do you know the guys that were bringing that law? Like, do you do you know anything about them? I do now. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you're part of the board now, or something, right? 
Yeah. Uh, well, so when we got our stuff, we didn't have a clue. We just knew that this law was gone through. We we're waiting on it to be passed. We're waiting on the application. We're fighting this and that. Like it was a whole ordeal. But once once the um, regulations and the laws, actually the law and then the regulations were put in place. Like we jumped all over it, went for it. So the law had to be taken out and then the regulations were put in place. Kind of deal. Basically there was a new a new law or an addendum to the law okay. put in and then the regulations are subsequent ish. It's like what they say, like how the law works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we dealt with that. We got we got all that rolling. Um, and then I finally started meeting people that were, um, trying to do the same thing we did because like we hounded the ABC, we hounded anybody and everybody that had something to do with our paperwork or getting going. We, were they kind of back at you whenever you were trying to oh, push this no. What? They just weren't like, they were just like, <laughs> huh? not our problem. Don't want to hear yeah. it. Don't care. Yeah. Um, there's no law for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we hounded them about, um, you know, we need the application. We need the approval. What do we do for this? We need the right channels. What what is this? What does this section mean? Mm -hmm. If there's a way to do it. Yeah. And the whole thing, they were like, we don't know. And I'm like, this is y'all's law. Y'all are the ones that enforce it. And they're like, we, we don't know. And that's what we got more. Wow. Do you think Nine they believe in the law? Like, is it just that antiquated of a law? Like, do you yeah, believe no. in anything about the dry county laws? No, I mean, it's all stupid. Yeah. But my biggest, so to me, the best example of it is, um, so with the private clubs, and they, they have them in, I think it's nine or ten states still, with those dry county laws, it says you have to keep a leather-bound hard copy book of your membership. So when you come in and you want to drink a beer, you have, you to, sign have to sign this book. It has to be a leather-bound hard copy. But when the ABC agents, um, which is the Arkansas Beverage Control, yeah, when they come in, they're like, "Oh no, you don't have a, you don't have to have a leather-bound." It just has to be a written book. Okay. So part of this law we're ignoring, but yeah. part of it we have to go by. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, yeah. if I was, if I'm like, because we asked on this, we're we're like, look, this, we have iPads, we have all this technology. Why can't we keep this do? record on here? Because yeah. then we can organize it. We can, mm-hmm. you know, send out emails. We could do whatever with it. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. It has to be a hard copy book that's how antiquated this kind of stuff yes yeah, exactly wow. in which i mean it's it's good to have hard copies of stuff but i think the one on the mountain is actually a leather book and yeah no <laughs> no no, no. There, there's a few of them that are yeah, yeah. It, it, but it's stupid because you asked the agents and we were because we were like do we have to get like a leather one yeah like and they're like no no, no 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 you just have to have like about like a 50 dollar book to like a hard copy it's got to be an actual book or a ledger or a whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's got to be something. 
That doesn't sound very practical. Especially now. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see how, like, back in the day, you know, I mean, if these laws came out in, like, the 30s, 40s, you know, they're like, yeah. okay, write this shit down. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah. You know, you don't have a iPhone or an iPad or a tablet or a, yeah. whatever to top them on. So what is the point of keeping tabs on these people, though? Like, are they, is it to say that they're residents or is it to, like, what? They're members. Okay. That's it. So, like, they sign I their have, name, they paid whatever dues or whatever you, you know, but the, I mean, that's the ridiculous something. part. I have more members that are, um, I have, so John Mook's Booth is a member, uh, Kevin Bacon is a member. Hey, KB, um, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, any stupid name you can make up, like, literally anything yeah. has signed our book. As long as you sign in. Yep, as long yeah. as you sign it. Doesn't matter. Hmm. So you can come in there and be dick's butt stuff <laughs> and and you're fine. You're cool. Yeah. You know, and that's it. Because you know, it's like a lot of the a lot of the restaurants around here and a lot of the um dry county private club type deals, they say you have to show an ID, you have to do this and that. Yeah. No, technically you don't. By state or federal policy, you don't. Yeah. As long as I, if you come up to me and I'm serving you and I'm like, I know for a fact that you're over 21. Yeah. You're good. So isn't it, I, I, I well, I've, I've been in Texas for a while now and their whole thing is like, if they look over, I think it's 30 or 40, then yeah. you don't have to fucking card it. Yeah. That's just stupid, you know? Cause I mean, we have a deal going on with a, a local restaurant right now. There was a 70 year old that went in there. And they wouldn't serve him a beer because he didn't have his ID. Oh, I'd be so pissed if I was 70. Yeah. Beer, bro. Yeah. I'm about to but, go behind your fucking bar and pour my own beer. Right? right? Yeah, exactly. But that, I mean, that's just the point of it because, and that's, I don't know if they just don't understand the regulations well enough or if it was like, if it's a company thing and like the servers don't want to get in trouble, like, hey, yeah. I understand, like, at that point, losing you're your whole ass job, senior citizen, right? Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, are you gonna come in here and be like, I'm 90, I served in every fucking war known to man, yeah. and you didn't see that <laughs> fucking Vietnam hat? Like, no, like, actually, that was part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every old dude, guy dude legit, no, dude, legit had a World War II hat on with oh, his pins and stuff on it, and they were like, we serve you because you don't have an ID and I was like he's like well I fucking serve you yeah yeah exactly oh my god yeah but it's I mean that that's just the ridiculous ridiculousness of it when you start getting into dry counties and just the stupid stupid antiquated laws of it now how strict are you about them like checking their IDs because I know like that do they send in people like does ABC fuck with you guys like they do like whenever I work in Conway they used to send people in yeah so show. which Conway being a lot more central yeah. it's a lot easier for them mm-hmm. so they, they do it more often but uh at minimum they have to do a one year check right um but their standards on it are so <clears throat> they they do send it underage like they have to be, yeah. Yeah, they have to be underage, mm-hmm. but they can't have a beard. They have to be clean shaven, oh, like so, yeah, no nothing. Good. So I mean, when you look at them, like you come in, you have a little bit of a beard going, and I'm like, 
Aren't cool. You're good, bro. I definitely didn't have this. Like, I had a little bit of a beard whenever I was like 20, but I oh, didn't see, have this beard yeah, whenever no, I was. No, I mean, no, like, I still I was shaving only every four days to get rid of stubble when I was like 22. I, I, I saw you whenever you were like 20. I was like 15. I didn't have anything going on. But yeah, yeah, definitely nothing like what the fuck's going on over here. Bro. Yeah, yeah. But that I mean, that's just the they do that. It's supposed to be once a year. We haven't had one um, yet. We've been open a year and a half. Um, But also, we've been under a lot of scrutiny, and we've been dealing with the ABC a lot. We've been arguing. We've been... More so on, like, the logistics side of it, like the lawmaking kind of deal. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they know we're up on the laws and the regs because... We're constantly like, because there's a lot of them. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know, because like, do we really have to go a full movement to get this yeah, old shit yeah. taken out? Like, what are we doing? Here? Yeah, and, which I mean, that's part of why I got on the Arkansas Brewers Guild was because they know more people and have more people in those positions to make shit happen. Yeah, or to deal with to get laws changed or. To have a voice to like move stuff in the right direction. It's like a it's like a cool like union kind of deal there, huh? Uh, kinda, but it's less. It's more like a bunch of bullshit having a good time. Yeah, I mean, we're sitting around drinking beer. I mean, we have a meeting. You got a six pack. We're hanging out drinking beers. You know, yeah. talking about like this law is stupid or this regulation. Yeah, that's you exactly what that law didn't want you to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are coming up on thirty minutes. We're like. 20 seconds shy here. So I'm going to stop the recording. Time out. You need to pee or anything like that. Yep. That's what we'll do now. Okay. Ready? Go. My PA. That's the one I was thinking of. I really okay, like. Okay. My PA is pretty good. Oh. The Texas Red's pretty good. I've had that one. All right. All right. I am throwing easy a band-aid on my finger because I was trying to pop my little dip can open. I'm taking a pinch with my brother-in-law over here and I have a camo band-aid because I'm a fucking badass. Because that. that's what our kids wear. Yeah. <laughs> so I do want to, while we're at it, I do want to kind of back this up a little bit. And uh, so I kind of want to just have you tell me a little bit of your story, because I know you didn't start out as like a badass bearded brewer over here. You started out somewhere over in Akron, right? Something like that. Where, where were you born? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was born in Mena. Right. At, uh, but <clears throat> went to, went to Akron. All my life, graduated there. Yeah. What did you do in most of it? Play? Do you play basketball? I would imagine. Or? All of them. Yeah. Uh, basketball. Well, basketball track. I tried cross cross country, but that was just stupid. They had to run uh, that long. <laughs> yeah, they had a good track team though. Man. Yeah. I mean, we run. We won three state titles. Nice. Um, was it, are they three A or two A? Then they were one A. Now they're two uh, A. Okay. Um, so we're smashing people in one A. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Easy money right there. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, graduated from Akron. Yeah. After that, um, by the time I graduated, I had my EMT. Wait, for me, when you graduated high school? Yeah. Actually, before I graduated. How do you pull that off? Um, I had my basics and firefighter, and I had my EMT. Is it are those college classes, or what is that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, technically they're college courses. Um, but I was able 
to get them on the side. Right. Um, it's not that hard. Most people can do it. Like EMT is a semester of a college class. Okay. Is, um, it, is it hard? The class? I know the actual job is hard. But... Neither of them really are that bad. Okay. But, I mean, it's one of them deals like that's got to be something you like. Yeah. Because I, I've seen, I don't know how many people during their clinicals while they're going through class, they see something from a call or on the truck and they're just like, yep, nope, fuck that. Scarce it's not life. for me. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. What? Um, What's the craziest thing you've ever seen on a, on a road? Were you the driver or were you... Well, when I started, I was too young to drive because the way insurance laws for uh, Arkansas are on ambulances, you can't you can't drive until you're 21. They won't insure you. Interesting. Um, So I worked the back of the truck a lot. So I I had a lot more like patient contact stuff like that. Um, I dealt with two of the plane crashes that were here in Mina. Oh wow. Uh, I mean, that there's was, lane crashes here, like straight to fucking the mountains. What? Like, like commercial flights or like? No, no, no. To it, come it, into, it was like in intermountain. The most, the most people that were in any one that I dealt with was three. Right. Um, the first one, it was two guys. Second one's three. Um, but it was one of them deals like they didn't know the area, and they fly in, and they're not used to. The mountains around here are running. They run this way where everywhere else they run this way. So they run east to west, whereas everywhere else it's north to south, right? Yeah. And that's the Washita Mountains that do that. Yeah. Right. So that's like people would come in flying and they'd fly down low. And then all of a sudden when they're not in these high tech planes or, you know, your higher end shit that's got the good instruments. Yeah. They would come out of this cloud bank and be like, oh, fuck, and just smoke it. What? Okay. Um, which, I mean, that's over now. That was... What, what year did you graduate? 2008? 2009? Okay. Yeah. Um, and the plane crashes I worked, or I was, I went to, I didn't work them. I went to them, was 08, 07 and 08. Um, so, I mean, I was still in school, but I was working with the fire department. Oh, okay. So, I got to go up and deal with them. You know, were see, you a see what firefighter? Or? Yeah, yeah. I had all my certifications by then. So you're a firefighter and EMT mm-hmm. before you graduated high school. Yeah, that's dope, dude. Fucking good money. That's dope. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then so no. after that, did you go to college? It kind of, sort of. I had offers from SAU. To go for rodeo scholarships and rodeo, um, partial rodeo, partial basketball okay. scholarships, which I didn't take because I wanted to be a firefighter. So, how did you do in basketball? Be all state or what's going on here? Yeah, uh, didn't get all state, but out of one a one a to three a schools, I placed like top five. Nice. So, I mean, I. Decent. Do they do all state and one and two A? Not really. It's more of like the whole group. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of. There's a scout ordeal. Mm -hmm. It's I didn't know it was the thing, Um, but 
SAU, when I applied for there, they offered me a rodeo and basketball scholarship. But I was like, no, I like firefighting. I want to do that. Yeah. And so I went to SAU Tech, which has a full um, firefighting program, which is level one and level two certified firefighters, IFSAC, like international firefighting. Nice. Um, did all that. Wait, but hold on, back up. Why? What? What's with the rodeo scholarship? What did you do? Well, I mean, I rodeoed quite a bit, mostly team roping back then. Team roping, um, as in like roping calves, or yeah, I mean, head and heeling. Did a little bit of bull riding, but oh, really? okay. I got in trouble for that. So you got in trouble for that. What do you mean? Um, my mom and dad's insurance wouldn't cover me if you were if I got hurt. And they knew I was bull riding. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So, but I was, I mean, I was better at team roping. I was always a healer. Um, really liked that. But I got into the the firefighting, the emergency management stuff. He's a healer by nature. Okay. Sometimes. Uh, you never know. <laughs> okay. So you end up, do you go to SAU or where'd you end up? SAU going? Tech. SAU Tech, which is yeah. where? Uh, Camden. Okay. It's over by SAU in Magnolia, um, but it's an hour east-ish. Um, no, from Camden, from uh, Magnolia. Yeah. Um, so Camden is where? That's like so that's where southeast Arkansas. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's like the police academy. That's where it is at? Yeah. Uh, police academy, the fire academy, all that's down there. Um, I went down there and got all my firefighter shit, got all my um, hazmat, my extrication, my um, several high angle rescues, confined space rescues, several certifications. Did like you that. do like cool training for this? Oh yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I mean, nice. like we legit jumped off buildings or went into whole ass blazing fires that they made. Or, Did you ever do like a SWAT um, entry off of a zip line or anything? I did a little bit of that when I did some of the SWAT training for um, Montgomery County, but it wasn't, it wasn't much. I mean, we did like, I only worked for them part time ish. Yeah. So we did, a, we did a little bit of stuff, but most of it as far as firefighting was more, ladders i mean i did a lot of rappelling rope rescue stuff like that which was like you know you wreck your car off this deep ass ravine or ditch you know we go down and which there are those bring them up well. yeah gotta be ready for that few of them yeah, here and there but did all that you know yeah so you're going through college and then at what point i know you joined the army at some point right? yeah um so I come out of the fire academy in 2010-ish, yeah. like early 10. About a year or so after you graduate. Right? Yeah, not quite, but pretty close. Um, and you're in school. Yeah, have, have my EMT and everything. And everything else part-time. And I started on the ambulance full-time as an EMT. Well, because I was still under 21, I couldn't drive. So my options were limited, but luckily I knew the um, owners, the ambulance company. So they're like, all right, we'll stick you on a basic truck. You can 
you run in the back, they'll drive, blah, blah, blah. So I did that for a while and I, I really just got bored of it. Mm-hmm. And one day a buddy of mine was like, Hey, what, why don't you go in the army? I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. All right, fun. That's what we do. All right. <laughs> and I mean, that that's pretty much what it boiled down to. Yeah. Um, was there any incentive to like pay for your college or was there like, yeah, what, what, the reasoning behind it basically was, just, yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of it, thought it'd be it a was time or? the vast majority was cause I'm bored. Okay. I want something else. Yeah. You know, do something. I'll show you what's going um, on. Yeah. So Go on, when, when I did all that, my, my recruiter, which most time, Anybody that's in the, been in the military or gone through this stuff knows that, like, going to MEPS, dealing with the recruiter stuff is, like, a whole ass ordeal. Mm-hmm. Like, it is shit tons of paperwork. Well, when I went to the recruiter, he said, hey, you need A, B, C, D, E, whatever. I took all that to him, and I was like, all right, cool. We're good. He was like, you're in the Army now. Yeah, you're good. And I was like, all right, cool. When are we going? He said, well, we're going to MEPS in the next two, three weeks. And I said, no, no, no. So MEPS like, is where they send you off for basic training? Or what is that? Uh, MEPS is the, it's like, a, it's basically a giant ass physical. Right. Like they do that to make sure you're good to go into the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that. I got like MEPS. It's like the combine for yeah. NFL. Yeah, basically. Go run your 40 and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what it boils down to. And I went into that, and which when I first told him, I said, I said, no, I'm not waiting two to three weeks. I want to go now. And he got me in, it was like two days later. Nice. I went to MEPS. When I was at MEPS, that's when they give you your assignments as far as like, hey, you're shipping out these days or these days. or, And at that time, they were, I think like two to three months out normally Yeah. on um, people shipping out and going to basic. And I was, they told me, well, in three weeks, we'll get you in. And I said, well, I'm not signing if we're going to be three weeks out. Like, I don't want to do that. Like I'm either going now or I'm not going. I'm not talking myself out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. I just, I'm so bored. I'll do whatever. In the yeah. Meantime, yeah. So, they're like, oh, uh, 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 okay, well, you can leave tomorrow. And I was like, all right, cool. And they're like, well. So you knew sh- this is what you wanted to do. Like right then, you were like, let's go. Like, yeah, I mean, it was. Right now, this is what we need to do. It was one of them deals like we're going or we're not going. Yeah. Like get this shit done, let's roll or we're not. So anybody that's looking to go to the Army, you do have that option to be like, let's fucking go right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which it's always different, you know, with – because it all depends on what what conflict they need or yeah. what's going on or this and that. But, I mean, I, I straight up told them, like, look, if I got to wait two weeks, I'm not going. Yeah. Like, you'll have to hunt my ass down. <laughs> um, good luck. I'll have forgotten about it at that and, point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so they ended up getting me on a flight that was two two or three days later. I mean, it was enough for, like, to say my goodbyes and get my shit packed and all that. And I flew out, went to basic. It was, it was hell at the time. Right. But basic isn't easy. Yeah. Looking back on it, 
I could go through it now and breeze it. Yeah, well, I you mean, didn't. It, well, I mean, it was yeah, one of them deals. It was, it was like ninety five percent fucking mental more yeah. than anything. Mm-hmm. So, what are you chewing on, Loki? <laughs> <laughs> what are you chewing on, Olivia? Nothing. Okay, whatever, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, going through the basic, got that done. Went to AIG, which the cool thing, my basic, I was full of sixty-eight whiskeys, which was what I went for as a medic. Mm-hmm. Um, which where'd you get a basic? I went to basic in Fort Seal, Oklahoma, which uh, is the whole ass asshole of the U.S. Like, yeah, Oklahoma, you don't catch a cool breeze. There's it. It's just like somebody's holding a blow dryer in your face. It's hot, dry, and like flat. you're trying yeah. to cool off. Nope. Here's a breeze. Hot, wet, and flat. Really, actually. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, it was a, it, it was shit. It was terrible. But at the same time, like, it was easy. Yeah. I can breeze through it now. That was part of the mental part of it. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. I mean, that, that's all it was. You're like, this place kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm with all these people that are the same MOS, the same, like, same job I'm going to. And we all get done at the same time. We're going to AIT at the same time. And then they're like, oh. Well, you have these classes, these certifications, these whatever. So actually, you're not going with them. You're going over here because I already had 95% of the training that they did. Through your EMT and firefighter service and everything. Yeah. So I skipped all that and then went to a class of people that I I didn't know, didn't have a clue about, which was what basic was like. You know, I went from. So you're supposed to go with the group that you've been hanging out with and whatnot. Well, and then I mean, got moved I mean, I should have, but with the way it worked out, it just it didn't work out. Yeah, but kind of worked out in your favor. It sounds like. Yeah, because I I got to skip a lot of the bullshit, like a lot of the stuff I'd already been through and seen and done and tested on and all that. So I didn't have to deal with. You had to retest. All yeah. That shit. yeah, yeah. So. It made that easier. So I went straight to the AIT, which was more the the AIT portion I skipped was, was the EMT portion of it. So I got to go straight to the combat medic portion. Was that based on the fact that you were going for I was, medic? Well, I was already certified. Yeah. So, so I didn't they, have they to know deal you're with... going for medic, right? Yeah. So they were like, you have this training. You don't need to do this part. Mm-hmm. Then you go from there. But say you wanted to go like full-blown... Uh, Infantry, would they train you different? Would they make you go through a different stuff? If if I would have went infantry, it would have been a different course. It would have been a lot, a lot fucking shorter. Shorter. Yeah. So, medic training in the military, minimum is like 10 to 12 weeks. Yeah. Infantry training is like... Six to eight, right? Maybe six? Yeah. Like, you, you just have to know how to pull a trigger and... Aim. Yell at somebody and yeah, it's about it. Throw yeah. grenades and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. That's the cool thing about a medic because I got to do all that and then some. Yeah, because I was I was well, attached to. Nice to it too. Yeah. Well, but as a medic, you get you get ta- attached to infantry units, artillery units. Uh, so you kind of rangers multiple jobs. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you as a medic, you blend in with them like. If I come over to you and you're an artillery guy that knows how to drop rounds three miles that way, mm-hmm. either 
I blend in with you and I can do your job and help or help you do your job. Or I sit in the back and just be like, is anybody hurt? Hey, <laughs> you good? You guys need a band <laughs> Yeah. So, and I, I mean, I've always been one of those, like, if there's something going on, I'm going to help or I'm going to, you know. Yeah. Especially when there's yeah. explosives going on. So I'm going to fuck with some learn, shit. Yeah. Did you get to learn how to do the artillery and like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, dro- I dropped shit tons of rounds. And that was the, yeah. that was the funnest damn part. Like, Was that when you were deployed or was that. No, that was all, that was all stateside, like guard, um, deployment. I mean, we had, so we had 24 hours one time, um, and it was probably one of the, one of the most fun things Mm. Our our CO on the range ordered too many rounds. He ordered 3000 rounds of 120 mortars, um, and 120s are these like like big bitches like they're yeah. like i think 60 70 pounds a piece and like you're dropping them in a tube looking deal. yeah like, like that says oh no i'm talking like, like when you grab these like you're not touching fingers how much do they weigh right? i want to say they were like pounds? 60 to 70 pounds pop. oh shit okay yeah and so like, yeah well yeah. but also like you have these explosions going around you and you pick these up and drop them in a tube that's uh, five, maybe six foot long. Uh-huh. And you're just, when you drop it, you just duck. It and that motherfucker's going off up your head. Because wow. when it drops, it hits a firing pin and then it shoots. So you got to be ready. To yeah, drop yeah. Thing. yeah. And so our, the CO on that range ordered like 3,000 rounds. And when, um, it wasn't range control, but it was the uh, the munitions guard. Uh, he come out and he was like, "There, there is no way y'all will drop all of these in 24 hours." <laughs> right there, the CO <laughs> was like, "Bet, bitch!" <laughs> and so we just started We're laying take this shit mountain down from the bottom half up. Uh, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we just started dropping shit, and we had I think six, seven guns online by the end of the night. And and you got to imagine. These, like fireworks out there, <laughs> but so much better. <laughs> but the these things, when you drop them in the tube, I mean, the tube is this big around, like just enough to hold it to get a good, accurate shot on what yeah. you're hitting. When we started off, say if this is ground level, by the end of the night, we're like fucking down here in the ground because these things are punching so hard. Shooting them around. So back when out. it shoots out, it drops it a couple inches. And then oh, couple shit. More, I mean, it's digging more. in the dirt. Yeah. So by the end of the night, you're like crawling out of a hole to drop <laughs> around. And then you're ducking. And then you're you're grabbing around for someone else. And you're dropping it. And you're aiming um, your guy on the gun, which they have like a whole uh, pteridium side. It's... They have like a the computer screen, little green computer screen kind of deal. Yeah, but really on most of them, no. Uh, like it's legit math. Like, like you're looking at you, a map, like fucking map like this a compass. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Man. So I mean, it's legit. Um. So these guys have to be good at what they do. Yeah. 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 I mean, like the Missouri Guard yeah. came down to Fort Chaffee, where the exact range where we were doing all these runs. And they shot one through someone's house, like civilian, like off the post, 
through their house and in their bedroom. Luckily, they were on vacation that night. What? Put one through their house. But like just because they weren't calibrated for the rain? Yeah, I mean, like, well, it's it's not a – it is a calibration, but it's not a, like – it's not like on a scope. You can go, like, click it up, click yeah. it down. You're you know, going by, like, degrees of latitude and longitude. And shit, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, you're, you're you legit. by, like, a, a point of one. You can wreck some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And – but that was like the Missouri Guard. They they fucked up and that shit. It was. Is it another terrain or like what, what was that? I don't know what it was. I heard several rumors about it, but it was it was just funny because and maybe they're like, I'm going to blow this right. Out. Yeah, <laughs> why not? But they sent a dummy round through a house, which it doesn't explode. It doesn't do nothing. It's just, a I mean, pretty good impact. Though. Imagine this, just like. <laughs> Wrecking shot, yeah. yeah. But what we were shooting was all like um, HEs and um, flares and just everything we get our hands on. Yeah, like we told the armory to send us all their shit because you had three thousand rounds to blow through. Yeah. Wait, so why did you have to blow through them in that amount of time? Was it like a we didn't have to. like a quota kind of deal? No. Or like- no, they. If you don't blow through three thousand, you can't order a certain amount next month, or like. No, with them guys, it was more of a. So with everything in the military, as far as training, from what I've dealt with, is if you don't open this, we'll take it back. Right. We'll dock. If you open this, you got to burn that shit. So this was one of them deals. Like when they drop, they literally. Right. Yeah, kind of, yeah. They dropped off a five-and-a-half-ton truck flatbed full of these 120 rounds. Yeah. And they were like, there's no way y'all are going to shoot them. So, by that point, like, we're all standing around there. We haven't even started shooting. Like, we're doing like, fucking training day-to-day. The, gun, the guns <laughs> are set, but we're waiting on the rounds to come in. The rounds come in, and... They were like, there's no way y'all are going to shoot all these rounds. You only have 24 hours. And we're going to have a really good night. Then. And they were like, everybody, including me and the two other medics that were there and everything. <laughs> we're like, yeah, fuck that. We're going to drop it. Yeah. And, and so we just start shooting shit. But that, the coolest part was we would, so we had, it was either, I'm pretty sure it was six guns online. So like one, the... You put it in a sequence. The first gun would drop a flare round. So when it shot up, it would explode high, but and then there would the just there would just be a flare that slowly dropped. Well then all other your other five guns would drop HEs were the high explosives. Are they trying to hit that same spot? Or? Well a particular spot. The flare is just to light shit up. Yeah. And then you would drop these big explosive Are you doing this at night? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you would have, say you had these. We only have 24 hours. Six guns. First one. Flare. Flare. The rest of them, HEs. All like explosives. high explosives, just pounding the ground. <laughs> and then number two gun would drop a flare. Everyone else, HEs. So you're constantly having flares like 
slowly yeah. dropping, burning down. So you have but all your other guns are just pounding. Boom, boom, yeah. Boom, boom. And dude, that was the that was the funnest thing what? was just slamming how, some shit. How like good does that like explosion feel like when you drop that thing in there? Like not only does the like Oh no, that that is where it comes from. You just drop it and you're like <laughs> and there's yeah, like I mean I've done goo! I mean I've done like uh, uh fireworks, you know, like the big fireworks. Right. Whenever you drop that in and it goes shoop. You're just like, fuck yeah, dude. And then the explosion is like, okay, dope. Yeah. But like you drop that in there, it's like boom. Yeah. And I'm talking these like those those one twenties and stuff. This is like you gotta cover your ears for real. So movies, right. Yeah, yeah, you're wearing. I mean, you're wearing good ear, good earring, good <laughs> hearing protection. But the base plates on these things are like six feet across, probably. five five foot around. Yeah, like I mean, they're big, and they're probably three quarter inch steel. Mm-hmm. But they're still digging into the ground. They're still just punching. Wow. And by the end of the night, dropping. Say if you drop 50, 50 rounds out of one gun. It'll be from this counter to the floor. It's a solid three feet. Down. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And that, I mean, that was the fun part was just the, because you got to see the progression of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. And you'd have a guy say, you're over here on boxing them and you're, you're literally just handing me these rounds as fast as I can. And you have the guy on the sights and then you have um, the gunner and they would say, hang them. And you put it on there. And they'd say, drop. Oof. By God, you let that bitch go, you duck, it's gone. Wow. And then I reach over, grab another one, drop, go. So, you're, so your hanger's over here, like, ready to go. Just grab it, drop it, go. Yeah. And yeah. your person hanging, like, if they say hang it, I'm holding this thing, Until like, on the stop. tube, on the barrel. And then either they would say, drop. Or pull. Or or nothing. Or nothing. <laughs> yeah. I I've never had one that that, that they pulled didn't out. do it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. But I mean like you'd be sitting there sometimes like holding and just chilling. Drop. Okay. Okay. All right. And like your arms are like fucking quaking, you know. What? So that was yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So after so that's AIT, was it? So you did that? I did a little bit of that in AIT, but like maybe four or five rounds. That yeah. was mostly like after I got out, come back. Um, that was all Arkansas guard oh, stuff. Okay, right. Yeah. So you got deployed for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Was, so were you Army or were you National Guard? I was Guard. Right. Um, but you went to... Djibouti, was it? Yep. I was yep. in Africa for oh, 13. We're going to we're gonna have to pick that up here in a second. We're at 13? <laughs> okay. So before we start, I do want to say I am just going to go ahead and give you that necklace. Because that's like, that's like perfectly for you. But I do have to take back the, uh, the gratitude pin off of there. I'm going to put it back on my necklace. So this is the uh, Traven Reborn on the necklace there. I got it from uh, that company that tried to fucking, uh, they asked me to like do promotions for them and stuff, but they sent me some rings and dude, they turned my fucking fingers green like within like a day. 
I was like, well, what the fuck, dude? Because they were like, yeah, we make all this stuff in like England and it's like real high quality stuff. And then I fucking got the, uh, I got the rings and they immediately started fucking with my hands. And I was like, okay. So like, they're just some lead or. Or copper or whatever you call yeah. it, like whatever's in there. But yeah. But I do have to take back the retreat. That's just, that's just good stuff. Yeah. Actually, you know what? You can have that. I think you need a little little gratitude in your life there. Be Sometimes. Happy. You Be happy know. for what you got. You don't man, know. Because you're doing a good job over here. So, whenever we left, we were talking about you going and getting deployed. Because we just got through, like, AIT and a bunch of stuff there. And so, you went to where? Djibouti? Djibouti. Djibouti. <laughs> Djibouti. That's a real place. Yeah. Djibouti. Like your you can't spell you can't spell it like that, but yeah. Wait, how do you spell it? It's like D J I B O U T I. Okay, okay, yeah. I so wasn't in not, I wasn't in Djibouti very much. It's not Djibouti. It's Djibouti. But I've been I've been in Djibouti. Nice. Wait. So <laughs> what? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Okay, I got it. Yeah. We're so, <laughs> so most time when people go to like East Africa, um, that's where they start out as far as military wise. Um, they go to Djibouti and then they branch out from there. So Djibouti is like is that East Africa or what is that? Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're like East East Africa, like like right super on the coast, fucking right? small, tiny country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got to go swimming in the ocean and seen some whale sharks and what? shit like that while I was there. Dope, um, on like wreck days or like what, what are those? Yeah, sure. Is that what we call it? Yeah. Yeah. Days where you ain't it's what we're day. calling it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was really cool. There was a lot of, a lot of fun. I've seen, I mean, it was one of them deals I wouldn't have seen near as much or been to near as many places or some of the places if i wouldn't have done that um right. some so, of them i would love to go back to like so what do you mean like on your way to Djibouti or in Djibouti? no 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 so for me and most of my companies Djibouti was like a rest stop or a, a, a stopping place or a regroup or Whatever, depending like on the kind of deal. Yeah. Like that's where that's where you were. Kind of yeah. So. And this uh, was when? 2012? Six, 16. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Jamie, yeah. Olivia? What? Yeah, 2016 for Djibouti? Yeah, why? It was six months old. Okay. Sounds right. Yeah. He was yeah. born in June, he left in December. Well, technically, you left January 1st of 17. Well, that's right. So, so basically, all of seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the cool part was like the company I was with. We went to Kenya first. Okay. Kenya was super cool, super chill. It's um, like an actual metropolitan area over there, isn't it? Well, where we weren't, where we was, wasn't. Yeah. Um, it was actually a Kenyan Navy base. Which was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I got to see 
baboons and blue ball monkeys and hippos and all this shit. And it was, it was cool seeing all that because it was stuff never, you would never, never fucking. Yeah. Like, like I've been to the zoo a couple of times. Could you imagine you sitting here opening a pop tart and you literally turn your back for a second and a monkey steals that shit and runs off. I've seen the videos of people yeah, doing that, like over yeah. like Indian shit. And like but um, that sounds fucking scary. All so of like, us all wised up to it. And yeah. they and I'm talking these blue ball monkeys. They're they're actually called vervets. Uh they're only like if they stand up, they're like this tall. Okay. So like what, two feet tall? Maybe. Could you beat up that monkey if you had to? Oh my God! You can get them bitches far with a baseball bat, <laughs> or a piece of pipe, or so. Yeah. So I see I a mean, lot of got, these videos of people getting their food stolen. I'm like, I'd yeah, fuck that monkey up. Dude. Well, we got to the point we would have one guy, and he'd sit here no and like the animals on the book of Austin, by the way. But like, you come over here trying to steal my fucking Doritos, I'm probably <laughs> you gonna lose hunt you across the room. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and that's. And, and that's what it was, because we would, like, like you'd sit down and open your food, your meal, your whatever. Yeah. And somebody would say something, you'd be like, yeah. And then you'd turn back around, and your whole ass plate is gone. Yeah. And you have, like, rationed meals, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're not getting, like, a whole five-course meal. We're not you're on never, an Air Force base here. Are you, never t- <laughs> are you ever totally full in the Army? No. No. <laughs> but... It's over now. <laughs> but that was the funny yeah, part. Jeffrey, that was definitely pointed at you, motherfucker. So luckily, I had some smart ass guys with me, uh-huh. um, and all of us picked on, picked up on it quick because we were like, like you looked the wrong way. By God, these monkeys were coming down and taking your shit. That was a shoulder and shit. Yeah, and like a bag, of, dude. I'm telling you, I could go grab a bag of chips out of this cabinet, and they would know I got a bag of chips. And they'd take it up on the roof and open it and look at you and be like, fuck you, and eat it while they're doing it. What? And that was the that was the funniest shit ever. And this was in Kenya? Yeah. Okay. But we figured that out pretty quick. So we would have like one of us and we'd sit in there and you'd you'd lay your tray out all nice and pretty. Oh, yeah. And turn Perfect. around Perfect. and the monkey would come down and somebody would come out of the corner and just boom. <laughs> and just... Hunt that bitch. Nice. Okay. You yeah. can get some distance with some of those tiny monkeys. <laughs> but then the monkeys started retaliating. What? You had like a full-blown like territory war here? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about here. Dude, that was that was the best shit ever. We had we had a guy that the US Army versus <laughs> the fucking monkeys here. It's not the first time though. <laughs> I can't imagine it. So you. there's one after this that's hilarious. But we had uh, one of my guys while we was there. He was on one of the guard towers. They had, you know, it's got a 50 up on the tower. Or no, he was on 240 tower, maybe. Anyway, um, he was on one of the machine gun towers. Okay. Like yeah. up on the corners. So it's a 250 smaller than a 50 cal. It's fucking yeah, no, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't on the 50 cal. He was on a 240 tower. Yeah. Um, but he's sitting there. And, like, this base is super chill because we're, like, inside. So, our base is inside the Kenyan naval base. Oh, so, we're so a military yeah. base inside it's a, a military established base. military so, base. I mean, you yeah. ain't got shit. So, he's kicked back, not doing shit. And this monkey peers down 
as he gets his food. Because when you're on a tower, like somebody brings you your food, like yeah. you're, you're you're there. Duty. Yeah, exactly. So, so you're not leaving. Sitting on like the awning, and he just like looks over. Yeah, it's like, on the. Hey, it's sitting up here, and all of a sudden it goes whoop, and they were like, he, which this guy, he was like, you fucking monkey, and he goes to punch it, and it dodges, and then it grabs his food and goes to run. Well, he grabs it and slams it on the. Uh, on the deck on the tower. Well, then the monkey bites the fuck out of him in his hand, like, like here Ooh. in the joint, and like that meat there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. Well, I'm, I'm not on duty. I usually worked as the night medic at this time, so you had to fucking. I all that. of a sudden, like I'm sleeping, <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear like this blood curdling scream. Yeah. <laughs> And I jump up and run, and this motherfucker, he's shooting off rounds. He he pulled out his AR. He's shooting at him. Did he get the monkey? Yeah, no, he killed it. Oh. But the funniest shit ever, because he's, oh, my God, I'm dying, in which he's, he's very dramatic. Right. You can't bleed out from that spot, bro. Yeah. And, right. uh, which... We ended up over the next few weeks had to give him series of rabies shots and all. Oh, dude, shit. I bet more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you <laughs> get bit by a monkey, you're getting rabies shots. Yeah, is it just uh, rabies, or do they have like malaria and shit? Like, well, malaria is the bloodborne. It's it's a little bigger. Um, I'm not. But you go over the there with the shots, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean we're taking when we go over there, we're taking daily malaria. Meds, yeah. Um, I don't even know what malaria. Dude gets is. to screaming like we're giving him. We wrap his hand up. He's fine. <laughs> the monkey's dead. But, <laughs> but for us to send it off to test it for ra- for rabies would take like six to eight weeks. Yeah, where rabies kicks in in like three to five. Yeah, weeks so, or days. It, yeah, yeah. It depends. Yeah. But it say, was, yeah, rabies is, yeah, that's that's not something. But it was funny. So, like, we started giving him the rabies vaccines, and, you know, he's freaking out. <laughs> we give him all that. He's fine. No issues. Two or three days later, he stubs his toe. He's dying. What? Because he's got rabies? Just, it, he's one of those. It was a whole ordeal. It was, <laughs> and then it turned into a deal, like, he stubbed your toe. Yeah, it fucking hurts, bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get over it. But yeah. but that that was the funniest thing ever was when like I'm sitting I'm having to sit on him <laughs> for a week because he got bit by a monkey. So was that the worst like medical problem that you had while you were in where was that? Was that while you were still in uh, that was yeah, I Kenya? mean I was still in Africa. Yeah. Uh, that was in Kenya. The coolest one, which was, I mean, probably the worst by most people's standards, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, was uh, when I was I in a hippo attack. No, actually, I got I slapped a hippo. You slapped a hippo? Yeah, I didn't you, know you're alive right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't know it was their dry season, so they won't run much. But the watering hole was dried up, and they're all hurt. Up, yeah. <laughs> and I had my guys keep the truck running. And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna go slap one. <laughs> they were like, 
do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like wading out in this shit. Ah, oh, you motherfucker. Damn it. Okay, well, that video is done. Okay, well, the fucking the iPad or the iPhone video is done. Looks like YouTube isn't getting the whole fucking thing right now. Fuck you guys. Because my iPhone storage is full. I was probably recording that in a little bit too high def, but it's okay because the actual podcast is online. Yeah, still going. So. You said what? Hold on. You slapped a hippo? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was one of the, I mean, you know, us going over there, like all our briefs were like, the wildlife will kill you. You know, any animal you see will kill you. All right, cool. Well, any animal? Yeah, pretty much. Almost all of them, yeah. Yeah. There's snakes. Monkeys will kill you. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you say. So we, Monkeys will kill you. We get over there, and it, which we didn't know this, but like, Back home, it was the winter. For us, it was winter. But for there, them, yeah. it was their like summer dry season ish. So we find lazy animals. They show us some of the locals show us where the hippo, where all the hippos like hang out their hole and stuff. And mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, we get over there, and uh, they're like, yeah. They're not aggressive. These are the hippos. And so I talked my guys into, which there was three of us in the truck, including me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to slap one. I want to touch one. Like, I just want to touch a hippo. Right. And uh, it was Law and Cocorelli. And they're like, wait, Law and Cocorelli? What does that mean? That's our names. It's the last names. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. It's the guys I was with. Right. And they're like, all right, cool. We got you. Go for it. So when I start out, I'm like waiting out there in almost knee deep mud to get to these fucking hippos. And I get to one and I slap the shit out of it. And I just turn and ran. Like no questions, no nothing. I slapped it. I ran. And I was running on the mud, on water, whatever. And I jump in the back of the truck. Cocorelli hauls ass and we cut around, come up the high side and stop. And I was like, why'd you stop? And he's like, they're, they're they didn't do me. anything. Oh. And and he had oh. a video, he's got a video of the whole thing. And like the hippo that I slapped just looks back at me like, the fuck Seriously, are you doing, bro? man? Like, come on. And then, <laughs> and then nothing. And I was like, I thought y'all were dangerous. Like a good size hippo? Like a, like a big one? I mean, I think so. Well, it's the biggest hippo ever. It's a big fucking hippo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like, a hippo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and I slapped it and ran and thought I was about to die the whole run. <laughs> I mean, he didn't give a shit. Didn't <laughs> move at all. Like, didn't move his feet, nothing. Just turned, looked at us like, Bro. what the fuck? Come on, and man. they they stayed in their I little tight mud American, hole, bro. Like, come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so had you hit him in a different season, you think it would have been different? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> From my understanding, again, mating season. But I mean, but also like all these people we dealt with around that area in the villages. Uh, well, so, they live around hippos. Yeah. Well, and. 
to me, this is the best example. So, like, we had a drone go down one night, and it wasn't a um, one of the Army's drones. It was an Air Force because we had a small Air Force faction on our base. Did you fuck with those guys? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Army they, fucks with Air Force. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But when, better food, when they had right. something go wrong outside the base, we had to go deal with it. We so, have, when the Air Force had something go wrong outside the base. So they had this big ass drone. They flew around catching pictures. Like we're close to the Somali border, all this. So they're looking at, at this time it was ISIS. And Somali is not a place to be. It's fun. Olivia's over here like, oh, don't motherfucker. Yeah. So, die. so we're, we're close to Somalia. It was fun. They're flying drones over it. And when they bring them in, uh, they have this catch cage that has like literally a string sticking out. They catch the wing on it. It goes, blah, 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 yeah. breaks into pieces. Cool. Yeah. And they fix it. And well, their battery died on one and it didn't make it to their catch. So we had to go out and find it. And we knew right where it was. And you're in the Somali area though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's where we're at. It's pretty thick. It's like, like around here with buck brush and shit like that. When you get around a lake or something. Wait, so over there, what kind of trees are you dealing with? Like, like what kind of brush are we talking about? It, it's thick as shit. Thick as shit. Okay. Like, it's like buck, like the buck brush here when you have a, a clear cut or something like that. Do they still have, like, briars and shit? Yeah. Uh, there were some, but it was not like briars. It was like briary trees. Trees with that, like, little points on them? Like, three-inch briars. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So just avoid the trees? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you guys, uh, I don't know what my reach is on here, but briars are no fun. And I can't imagine fucking huge trees. Aggressive. <laughs> aggressive points on Violent the Violent briars. Yeah. yeah. Briars are no fun. Yeah. But that was, the Air Force had a drone oh, yeah. go down. And they're like, we need y'all to go get it. And we're like, all right, cool. Yeah. So we send a whole ass team out there. I go with them. And uh, we have one of the big eye in the skies up, and they're like, well, like a ace, like a like a drone. Above you well, it was. It's actually a giant ass tower with a super technical camera, camera on it. Okay. Um, like even at night, you could read somebody's name tape, which is usually like three like or four inches across, three yeah. inches across by an inch tall. You could read that at a hundred yards on these. Okay. On the flares, and uh, this was a Betsy system we had, um, so it was pretty accurate and really cool, yeah. But they would, we went out there on past the gate, and we're getting the drone, you know, no big deal, yeah. Well, all of a sudden, our radio guy starts going, uh, 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 uh. and we're like, What? He said, There's lions to your left, sorry, lions. Lions, like, like a whole lions. ass, not like a pride or herd, or yeah, no, like three or four or five, something like that. So, all of us are like guns on. We get to the point we can see them. Like, can they see you? Do they know what's going on? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're watching. Well, they us. saw you well before you saw yeah. them, huh? So, we're like, our guys behind us, they're getting the drone, we loaded up. And, and all of us, we're online, we're talking, 
We're like, look, if, if they take a, take a step over that hill, we're just, we're locking them up. We're done. And we get back in the gate. So we're not hunters. We're just and, trying to live out here. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. so, like, the next day, we're like, yeah, that was cool. This was awesome. We did good. Yeah, fuck yeah. Lions didn't get us. Next day, we got on patrol. Uh, and I say patrol. We were circling our compound and the Kenyans' compound. I hear this, like, yelling and screaming come from a hut. And I'm talking, like, stick-built hut. Yeah. And we we stopped the Humvee. This was in Kenya? Yeah. And we, we stopped the Humvee. We step out. Like, we're all watching, seeing what's going on, because there's a few refugee, like, villages around where we're at. Are you supposed to stop and, like, help? Or, like, yeah, you... not really. No, okay. But, I mean, it's people. It's yeah, people. I mean, we just did that because we heard some hollering. And uh, we stopped, we looked, and all of a sudden, this we see something backing out of this hut. We're like, what the fuck? And this old lady is coming out of this hut, and I shit you not, she has a flip flop in her hand, beating the fuck out of a lion <laughs> that wandered into her hut that morning, and just whooping the shit out of it. Get the Get fuck the out fuck of here. here! Yeah. <laughs> and the lion finally gets out of the hut and turns wheels, hauls ass, never seen again. She probably throws the fucking flip flop. Yeah, out. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. And it was funny as hell because not even two days before that, I had a barber. He was like, oh, you're from Arkansas? Y'all have bears there? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, that'd be so scary. And then I see this old lady beating the fuck out of a lion with a flip You're not scared of lions, but you're scared of bears. Yeah, yeah. What about tigers? Lions, tigers, and bears, bro. Did you ever? They don't have tigers there, huh? Right, so that's in Asia, right? I just want to make sure that I'm being correct here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you do that, you do your tour. So you went through Kenya, Djibouti. What other parts of Africa did you hit? Uganda. I imagine there's like a lot of different provinces. Yeah. Uganda, which is beautiful. Like, you can tell what time it is by when it starts to rain. Like, the weather is gorgeous. It's like 72. Low seventy four high year round. Oh, nice. Um, we went through Car, uh, Central Africa Republic, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, we were in Obo for Car, which was cool. Yeah. Um, that was where we had a lot of the. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was what was the fun part of car Uh it was a it was a lot further off the grid. So I mean like the the well, being uh, from Akron that would obviously yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like home. Yeah. But weird. <laughs> it's more, just more jungly. Yeah. It was greener, that's all. Yeah. Um I always wanted to go to the Congo. And so car was like Literally, <laughs> technically, part of the Congo. Oh, nice. yeah. So that was cool. So you never got to go into the Congo? Yeah. Oh, okay. A little bit. Um, I got pulled up with one of the SF teams when we were... We were... Um, Special Forces. Yeah. Uh, 
predominantly we were just destroying munitions. Um, so like over there, anything, if it was civilian flight, it had to be either crated, like sealed on, or on your person. So like if you had grenades and stuff, as long as they were in your pouches or this and that, they were cool. Wait, on a flight? Yeah, like helicopter. And these are civilian people carrying. Yeah. yeah. Why? It just made good money. But why? Why would they have grenades and shit? <clears throat> no, they didn't. They didn't have shit. Yeah, but you. Right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, right, right, yeah. So like, on the on the civilian flights out, if. So say you're like kind of protection for these people? Yeah, yeah, kinda. Um, but also, these guys were getting paid enough not to fucking care. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so the base in Oboe was decommissioned, so we had to destroy everything in it. All the open boxes of grenades, all the rounds, claymores, like you name it, it was there because it had been a SF base for a while. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of fun shit happening there because it was so far away from everything else. Like I got to go to um, one of the the medical facilities for oboe, which was initially started as a, um, heretical group, uh, churchy fucking, uh, like a, like a cult or like a, uh, no, what are them called? The damn missionary. Ah, yeah. ah okay. So missionary had yeah, missionary so they, group had come through. Yeah. Set up like a like thirty like a years before. Yeah. Um and the main missionary like that was teaching these people, yeah. yeah, to do like like Jesus says. <laughs> well, they had a missionary come through that was a doctor, and he was ta- teaching them like not basic health care, but like how to suture wounds like Western and, medicine. Yeah. But he had died 10 years before we got there. And he had died there. Um, So they haven't had much advancement. Yeah. Unless it was like the SF guys going out and teaching them stuff or this and that. So so I got. They're not actual, like, medically trained per se. Well, I mean, they have. I mean, every army guy is relatively. Right, right. But they had they had a doc with them, um, and that's where where I got hooked up with them because something happened with his family back home or with him or something. And he had to leave, and I got to jump into that. But um, I gave them shit tons of supplies. Like yeah. since we were shutting down the base, everything we had medicines, IVs, needles, catheters, drugs. You name it, we either had to destroy or fly back. Right. So you rather destroy it or fly back? I lost some shit. What? Well, I mean that lost it or like lost. Lost it. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. So pack coming back. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we gave a bunch of it to these locals, which, yeah. you know, they could do. And this is like advanced stuff. For them, and yeah. Right? And, yeah. And we taught them a lot of that. And it was really cool. But, you know, I got to deal with them for a while because we got to. Um, like when I, when, well, huh? Yeah. I mean, I did a lot of that. But also when I started with them, I wanted to know what they knew and how they yeah. dealt with stuff. So I got to see how they made this tiny amount of supplies last for this long. Whereas when I gave it to them, it was 14 trucks full yeah. of supplies. So they're dealing with like a yeah. bottle of aspirin and you're giving them like a fucking... <laughs> a truck full of it. That's yeah. it. And then 13 others to follow behind it with other shit. What? And so That's cool. So you, I feel like at that point, like that might be actually helping the, yeah, I mean, like helping the indi- indigenous people over there, right? Yeah, I, w- I would like to think so. I'm pretty sure now that village is wiped about, off the like, map, but what? Pretty sure. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> you you search oboe? Yeah, they've been in some conflict, or what's up? The that village started as a refugee village. Not turned out. Um, Damn, we just uh, straight up fucking timed out while Trayvon was talking. He called it out before I called it out. He's on the ball over here. This happens whenever you're having a good conversation. Especially, dude, Trayvon, you straight up, like, whenever we talk, bro, like, I feel like I get caught because, like, you actually have, like, a good, like, I don't know, man. Something about it, bro. Like, you just fucking, like, bring me into a conversation. And it's always... It ends up cooler than what we started talking about every single time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I try to. I've done, done and or seen some stuff, so. Yeah. But that's the best like. part about it is, like, you're not a dick about it, dude. No, you're pretty cool about it. You've been around, you've seen some shit, but I've never heard you boast about it or do anything crazy. Or no, not do something crazy, but post about <laughs> doing something crazy. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna get Olivia cold and berries, bro. Hey, Olivia. What? Okay, so at this point, I think you need to tell them why you're angry at your brother. I don't talk about it. Didn't bring my baby. To I didn't bring the baby. Dirty okay, because everybody here is apparently sickly. No, we're not, stupid fucker. Everybody's just getting stomach bugs and fucking puking their guts out You're and shitting their brains out. It's, it's what happens when you live in Podunk, Arkansas. Fuck you. Now, fuck you. <laughs> that was a good answer. Okay. So, at this point, I do want to go back to uh, talking about. So, I'm really fucking intrigued by this brewery business so did you, i know you started brewing before you ever started doing anything for the coffee roasters right or like yeah a little bit kind of like you thought you had like a chance to like i don't really know how this works exactly 
So I mean, you, were, it, you were like, I, I, yeah. I know how to make this stuff a little bit, you know, I've been dabbling and then now I have this business where like I can bring this into, right? Yeah, it was, I mean, a little bit of both. It was one of them deals like, first I grew up with my grandpa making wine and, and shit like that constantly. So wine or I, shit that and anything you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he, hell, he made some the other day out of, you know, the little apple juice boxes you used to get at school. Yeah. He made some out of those with cinnamon and, um, what did he put in it? A little pear and something. And it was gorgeous. Is this just this beautiful. Wine or is this like yeah, a, no, it's a wine. Yeah. But absolutely amazing. Yeah. But out of literally out of apple juice boxes you get from school. Nice. Um, so I mean that's that's where I like to get a lot of my stuff because I mean yeah my grandpa was always one of those like I'd be like hey can you make something out of this and he's like yeah yeah but he comes out bad fuck it it. or like so how did he I mean get away with it quote unquote I mean well one in Arkansas you can have a certain amount of gallons per person producing. As long as it's for to be legal, use, yeah, quote, yeah, unquote. yeah, yeah. You don't sell it; you just give it away. You know, like this is a Christmas gift, or yeah, I made some shit out of these muscadines that I grew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was that was always really cool to see him doing that stuff because he would take literally anything and everything and make something amazing out of it. Whether it was something that you could sip on all night or drink all night that was just really good or whether it was one that he would give you a shot of and you're like fuck all right grandpa this ain't gonna be shit and then you'd be like crawling to the bed (laughs) you know it that that's how he made stuff like and he's always been one of them too that just like i grew up it was either making he always had wine going yeah. Or it was occasionally moonshine. Yeah. And so I always thought that was which, really cool. Which is legal as long as you're doing a certain amount, right? Did, did he ever get into the... Is it not? To just make moonshine isn't legal? No, Arkansas. Fuck Arkansas, bro. Yeah. I mean, no, I love it. I love Arkansas. Yeah. Fuck, bro. Why are y'all so fucking strict out here? Yeah. <laughs> Arkansas definitely was Arkansas daddy was drunk, and they're mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 1800s Arkansas was drunk, and the fucking 1900s and 2000s are still mad about it. Yeah. The 2000s are a little less mad about it, but we're figuring it out. 21st century, we're like, okay, dad, uh, grandpa wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> So he but was that, making, I mean, what kind of like, like good, like real clear water, like old school, like 150 proof moonshine or like what are we talking about? Oh yeah. I mean, no, he, you gave me would, some moonshine last time I was here. Yeah. yeah that, was that's fucking, from, that's from a friend of mine. He, he does some, bro. <laughs> he likes his stuff. That guy that made that, he likes his stuff. Uncut, natural, just to you. You clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's some shit you're not allowed to sell. Yeah. Yeah. And if you ever come to Arkansas, ask a ask a local about their moonshines. And they'll probably give you some, really. If they know anybody worth a damn. And they, they'll get you right. <laughs> and uh, I mean, really, after that, my grandpa, with, with his stuff, I just, doing the beer, I was literally bored one day. And I got a, I got a kit. And it was like, make a beer. And I was like, all right, cool. Literally, as far as this podcast has gone, yeah, it sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, says his wife. (laughs) You'll give me trouble. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I I started, like, literally on a turkey cooker. Mm. Like, outside on the back porch with a turkey cooker. And now this guy has a whole shop out here. It was like a bag of cats. <laughs> yeah. fucking all over the place. Well, what's I got... going on with your fucking... What's going on with your Dodge out here? <sighs> I want to know thing. about your fucking Dodge out here. Because that thing is fucking sexy. And sitting right there. I've, I've never seen it move in the last, like, year, I would say. Yeah, well... Sexy I'm little Dodge. eventually going to build a motor for it. Okay. Is that the motor that's on the fucking spindle out there? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I just got to get more parts, got to get machined. How much money do you need to build this? To do it the way I want to do it, about 2500 Oh, okay. So, so I mean, it, it's really not bad. It's just, but building the motor, a lot of people <clears throat> take the motor and get it machined and have all the, like, clean, fancy, like, ready-to-go stuff done. Yeah. And then they get it, and they're like, "All right, I gotta get this piece and get this." And I'm, I'm doing well, it the other way. Going yeah, in, so you're yeah. getting all those pieces to start. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're talking about like you get the motor, you gotta get the computer that matches it. You gotta. Get oh the, no, that truck ain't got a computer. Like ain't no computer on that bitch. Really? It's a '60s model. That truck? Yeah, it's '67. Oh, I was talking about your Dodge. Which one are you talking about? The other Dodge. Oh, the fucking uh, the full drive, the Lucy, crazy, the wagon. Yeah. Wait. What? What? what hold on. No. Tell me. Exactly. No, the wagon's out there too. Are you talking about the white one? The white wagon or the white Dodge or the other silver Dodge? I'm talking about the silver Dodge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's my two wheel drive. Two wheel drive. <laughs> yep. I've got a four wheel drive out I think there. It's sick as fuck, dude. Do you prefer that one or the old 60s model? As far as working on, 60s. Yeah. But power, fun, what would be my, like, go-to playing would be the two-wheel drive, probably. Well, because you, like, push it in when it's over with, yeah. Yeah, but that, that truck's got... Would you wait? So, what's wrong with that one? Tool drive? Yeah. Nothing. We can go crank it now. Oh, for real? Yeah. A little drive? Yeah. We can take it down the road and shit? Yeah. Well, then why aren't you driving? We did. I mean, we did. We did donuts in the snow in it. 
Well, of course, yeah, because it's your like throwaway car, but it drives me crazy because it's sexy. And it's like, why is that not your everyday car? Because I've put, I've I've got an easy thousand hours in that truck. So you got hours, but not a lot of money, I guess. No, right? I'm not. I mean, right, I've, got, but I've got a good chunk of change. Yeah. At a certain point because yeah. of the fact that like I've you got don't good... have to have like you could buy the perfect things for that car, but you could also build and work on the right things for it. Yeah. But that truck's got a nine, 10-12 drop on it, not counting what I've notched it. Yeah, that thing's sitting like so probably a, a five inches off the ground, five six inches. It's less than that now. Is it? <laughs> you can't, if you take this can and lay it on its side, it won't roll under the car. It'll crush it. <laughs> what? And you were out there doing donuts in the snow. Yep. Okay. Because the kids like it. <laughs> I, love that. I do. I love that little motherfucker. But. How do you feel about me trading in my uh, Chally for the Forerunner? Well, it was a six cylinder, so it didn't really count. Wow. <laughs> so the guy that fucking whipped it for a little while. Yeah. You can't yeah. tell me you love that little six cylinder. I got that thing after. Oh, well, I mean, you can get you can get down in it, but yeah, I topped it out at one sixty. Yeah, but that was on I thirty. You, you never cars. drove my sister's three ninety two. Same car? No, actually. No, I know. She had I the Challenger, it. the four door. Yeah, yeah. Dude. So uh, no, that, she had the Charger. That was Charger. Charger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So right. you know, Louis right. Durham curve yeah. there. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, yeah. The, right there going out. Going out, out of town, yeah. basically, yeah. We we were uh, leaving the shop one night, and I'd had one, maybe two beers. Yeah. You're talking about the shop that was out there past... Uh, no, 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 the coffee shop. Oh, okay. Like, we had a few beers there. <laughs> Tiffany had had a few too many. Of course. And uh, Olivia... Drove your car. She drove Tiffany's car. Oh. Because Wait, the fucking No, she drove what did you drive? The Nanal the Nanali? What are you talking about? Yeah, because somebody well, took Tiffany home a while back and I drove her three ninety two. The scat pack. Yeah, because I remember they had that and then they had another huh? wasn't that just driving my car? I drove her home in the Durango. And maybe it was. And we parked her house and I took yeah, no, it was their fucking other car. Though. But she had yeah. drunk to drive, so I had to take her and drop her off at home. She was like, like, "Oh, I'm gonna take my car. I'm not gonna drive your car." Well, the, he wouldn't let me drive it. He had never had to drive it yet. What? So he demanded yeah. to get to drive it. Well, of course. She was well, too drunk to tell him. That. I'm talking about on that one, but I'm talking about like on the other, the fucking Denali or like the fucking uh, the Cadillac that they were driving on like that. You're like, "Oh, I'll just drive my fucking Jeep." I yeah. didn't. Have, what are you talking about? Talking about so whenever I drove out there to get my t-shirts and shit, they used to have a fucking a Cadillac sitting out there. And then they would have it. Was it a Cadillac? The no, they've never had a Caddy. No, the Denali's. Maybe. They have a, yeah, they had a big nice truck of some sort, and then they had that fucking. Uh, oh, the brown that truck. Charger. That was the brown truck was Tiffany's. Yeah. And the Charger was Tiffany's. 
Yeah, because I remember the charger because she was like, do you want to race? And I was like, I'm not trying to get well, my ass beat right now. <laughs> like, like I just came here to spend all my money on t-shirts. I'm not trying to fucking... She had them for a weekend for the same time. Because she drove the truck to make sure she wanted to trade it. But No, that night I didn't have an option. Like, she drove her car to the brewery and got fucking drunk. Yeah. And so somebody had to drive her home. Yeah. So, I drove the Charger home with that 392, and Tiffany was like, like legit got in my pick. If I don't see your headlights the entire time, you will never drive anything again. So, I was like, all right, cool. So, we go to the end of the town and turn on Ransom, or Ring, where, you know, last... Last stop live, everything. Yeah. And that's uh, the one right there by Kiss Corner and shit, right? Or, yeah. Yeah. We go up from there. We, and, and I'm driving right the whole time. Like, I'm goosing on a little, but. Well, yeah, it's fun. We get to right there at uh, Louis Durham. Uh-huh. That curve, the big curve. That 90 degree I just fucking right stomped there. that bitch. And when I stomped it, I whipped it around once, maybe twice. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Get the whole hoozy flip. Yeah. And then caught right back up to him and was like. <laughs> didn't do shit. Yeah, no, we got back to the house. Tiffany was like, Tiffany's like, I'm so glad you stayed right behind us the whole time. And I seen your headlights. Yeah. There's no way she even fucking knew. Yeah. Yeah. But she just yes. figured out though because half her shit was in the floor. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was like, why the fuck are you stuffing the floor? <laughs> he was like, uh I know you left that in the floor. You could have totally picked that shit up. Oh no, I could have. I know you left that shit. But it was one of them bills like when I when I cranked it, I was so happy with it. Because it was yeah. just one of them, like I'm in the middle of the highway in a curve and I whipped that shit. Yeah. And it went. Send it. At this point, just go for it. Now, I've whipped that curve in a couple of different cars. And there are certain cars that just don't really, like, grab or, like, they don't quite turn correctly. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Well, then. I've hit it in the granny wagon. I've hit it in, dude, that fucking, uh, that blue uh, Chevy that fucking mom had for a little while. Yeah. That thing would fucking hit that curve, bro. Oh, no. I'm, I'm not talking to hit it. Like. Like you hit it and then hit it again. Like if this is the curve, yeah, I was like, "Wee!" <laughs> he did a whole turnaround and then went again. Yeah, I mean, you, you just dude, keep rolling. So I used to live in Conway for a long time, right? And so these motherfuckers, See the roundabouts just, just rolling the in bitches, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I used to have the best time in the Challenger on those fucking roundabouts, dude. So, oh man. All you had to do was just hit the gas a little too hard. And just be fucking just sideways. Cut it, just, just cut it and roll. Yeah, you would literally just be sideways. Yep. But like around here, you have to like pick and choose your kind of, yeah. your little like corners and shit. You know? So it's a, it's a good time. It's a good time. A lot of people talk shit about the roundabouts, but... That fucking suck. If That's you where know it's at. Use a fucking roundabout. It's not a problem. It's either, it's either a lot quicker. Nobody knows how to fucking use roundabout. No, they don't. 
Bro, it's either a lot quicker or it's a lot more fun. Every party in the No, it's either a lot quicker, a lot more fun, or it's fucking slow because these motherfuckers stop at a fucking yield sign, bro. But you just keep going. Uh, No, you can't. Well, I mean, the fuck you can. I guess you could. They hit you, it's on them. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, but I'm talking about people going into the fucking like they're like just like oh I don't oh, know yeah. I don't know what to do and you're like okay just fucking go you just you'll keep figure it out it's a circle just go until you figure it out yeah there are like two in Arlington and all of them fuck everybody up bro <laughs> it's so funny dude all but, I can think of but is they the... are also like three lanes oh yeah that might fuck me up for a couple times. yeah big three lane fucking roundabouts they they got me a couple of times bro yeah all i can think of is the like the new dukes of hazard movie where <laughs> where, the, where he rolls in there like fuck this shit and he's just <laughs> whoa, whoa, this cop stopping every spot and like ah, all right picking this one yeah that's one day i'll have a car like that yeah one day you'll grow up a little bit and get a challenger i tried to sell you my challenger I have uh, about sixty percent of a challenger, like an actual challenger, not one of those ten <laughs> bullshits. I know, mindless. Like literally, that's that's the craziest thing. Like you look at it, and it tints. So the thing about the challenger is, like, they kept the same body style, so it looks the same, but yeah. it's not made of the same shit at all. <laughs> like at all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But like you the, can tell, like if you push on that, it's gonna sink in. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like that station wagon, bro. That fucking Dude, station wagon. It would be so there. fucking I could cold. go out there with a crowbar, and <laughs> I could beat that motherfucker up, and you would never know that I did. No, yeah. no. <laughs> but that's the cool thing about it too, because I could take the the front clip off of your old Challenger mm-hmm. and put it on that car, and it matches perfectly. Well, that's the beauty. The of body the lines movie. are gorgeous. That's the beauty but, of a Dodge, bro. Yeah, that's why I'm honestly kind of fucked up. Whenever I got the Forerunner, I didn't really think of the fact that I was buying like it's not got. What do you call not it? Not got near the go, dude. <laughs> like you talk about, like I tried to pass a motherfucker, and I had to stop passing this motherfucker <laughs> just, and just get back in my lane. You gotta pedal it. I've never done that in my life, bro. I literally tried to pass this motherfucker, got a little bit past him, and I was like, all right, I just got to get back in here. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was just talking shit. Like, bro, that thing's a bitch, Just kidding. Dude. It makes me so mad. It's my fucking dad car, dude. It fucking sucks, bro. What do you call it? Uh, an import, I guess, right? Well, so it's I mean. A fucking, it's a Toyota, so yeah. it's, it's an overseas car. Yeah. But, like. Does a Durango do that? Have you ever tried to pass somebody in your fucking Durango? Bro, get away from you. Her Durango has the, the fuck away from has you. the same ish size motor as yours. Yeah, and it will walk. That's fine. Yeah. Literally, if you bro, put like if I hit the like, gas, almost nothing happens. Like, <laughs> literally, like, I, I will smash me. this gas, and I'll be like, oh, please <laughs> go, like motherfucker, go. Do something. And I passed him in the street. Well, I just like laid on it to pass him. 
and didn't pay attention how fast I was going. Then I came on a curve, and I'm like, man, I'm coming in a little hot. We went down to a 90. Yeah, dude. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Cruising. Now, whenever I was passing people in the chalet, bro, so I would fucking stomp on the gas. Like, I got pulled over here a couple of years ago, which kind of fucked up my driving record because of the fact that, like, this motherfucker, I went to pass him, right? On a straight stretch coming out of our, uh, out of Mina, it's in, like, uh, Yakini or something like that. Yeah. Going out there. Yeah, going out towards Inc., like a little bit past that, and I fucking yep. passed this dude, and he looked at me as I was like slowly passing him at like 70. Right? I'm like passing him, and he looks at me, and he goes, ha ha, fuck you, and he fucking steps on it. I can see him step on it. And so I was like, all right, fucking step on it myself. And like, obviously, I fucking smoke him because I'm in the fucking Challenger, get past him, and then a cop pulls me over, and fucking in the same straight stretch, and I stop, and I was like, okay, dude, this guy has been going fucking 45 for the last, like, 10 miles, bro. Like, there have been no straight stretches. The one time I try to pass him, he literally looks at me, tells me to go fuck myself, and I try to pass him, and he does this shit. So, like, obviously, all it takes is for me to hit the gas one time, and I can pass him. That's all it is. Yeah. So I'm going a little bit fast. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> right? You he gave me a fucking ticket. And then I'm in fucking, uh, I'm in fucking, uh, Arlington, so I'm not coming back for the ticket, so I'm like, whatever, dude, and it's like 15 points on my fucking license, bro. Fucked me up, dude, I was super pissed. I was super mad. Oh, so pissed. I told the dude the whole thing, but he was so dry with me, and that little fucking, it was a, it wasn't even a state trooper, it was one of the, like, local cops there. Yeah, it was a county cop. And he wouldn't even listen to what I was saying. He was like, all right, here's your ticket. And I was like, all right, well, why don't you go fucking kill yourself? Like, fuck you, bro. I did donuts in the church parking lot the other day. The other day? <laughs> yeah. My church. Dallas Avenue. Oh, dude, that's a good parking lot for that, actually. In the snow? When it was frozen? Yeah. Yeah. When I went to and got you coffee on the way back. Oh, you better cut it in there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was driving down Dallas Avenue, and there was a car turning in. They were like slow as shit, and they basically to the point I had to come to a stop. You I had a like, bit of road rage. I was like, what I'm getting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got her coffee, and I'm coming back. No, it was all snowy and icy, and they stopped, turned. I looked over and I was like, mm, "That looks nice." That parking lot. You know what? Fuck it. I ain't done this in a while. Let's <laughs> do it. Which car were you in? Oh, I was in my truck. What the fucking the low rider out there? No. Oh, my gosh. oh, if I was in that one, I'd have cranked them. Oh, you'd have done it up. Yeah. No, the I was in the fourteen. Yeah. The four door. Yeah. And I turned about three donuts, and I was like, but third one, I come to a stop. Yeah. And then just left. All right, I'm going home. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, if I was in the two-wheel drive, I'd have just... Oh, you'd have ran that I'd bitch. have burnt that motor to the ground. Yeah, for sure, dude. One yeah. day. Eventually. <laughs> nice huh? That's why we can't have nice things. Fuck nice things, bro. Luxury. Plus, insurance is for, bro. No. 
Olivia, luxury is made to be lived in. If you can't fuck around in your nice cars, then what the fuck do you have a nice car for? You know what I mean? Yep. Like, why why do we buy these things if we can't fuck them up? Why are you buying it just to fuck it up? Buy some old beater. Because you can buy a new one. Because you won't let me buy an old beater to fuck it up. Okay. What kind of money are you living on? Not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Enough to fix my shitty car. (laughs) A shitty Yoda, bro. Okay, so I do want to, uh, after we get after this break, I'm going to go ahead and fucking stop this just because I do have to pee. So, uh, stop recording. Everybody say hello to Mr. Traven Bain. That's your okay. Bye. Okay, so we're back with the Book of Austin fucking Life of Detours podcast here. We got Traven Bain on the mic over here, just doing a great job actually. All the detours. Dude, we've had a really good time, and it's been kind of all over the place, which is kind of the point. But dude, like, I really appreciate you, man. This has been a good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a good time just because I actually enjoy sitting and talking to you whenever I get the chance. But, uh, yeah, this has been better than I could have imagined it would be. So, I do want to go back to, you were talking about your, uh, so you've worked through your regulations and stuff like that for the brewery and whatnot, but you were talking about your guild associations. Yeah. I would like to know a little bit more about that. So, uh, they created a new position on the Arkansas Brewers Guild for Drug County positions. So, they never had any reason to have that before? No, no. I mean, that was unheard of because there's never been any Drug County breweries until us. Yeah. Um, And then, once they created that spot, there was three there was two other um dry county breweries where um there's one in conway now and there's one in there's one in conway yep what? um and there's is one it in forge by chance yep it is oh that's an out-of-state company i think right isn't it <clears throat> no not these guys um well, Brick and Forge was... Or, uh, no, I'm sorry. Not Brick and Forge. They're... Wait, JJ's? JJ's still imported. Yeah, well, they're from... I say, in, I say imported. They're they're still out of county. Yeah. Um, holy shit. Oh. Hey, Olivia, look it up. What? <clears throat> the Conway Brewery. They do. They're the ones I've dealt with a lot. Um, We've had a couple of drinks here, so just keep uh, that in mind. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think it's to be expected. If you've listened to my podcast before, we are drunk at this point. Oh, hold up. Yeah. They have a whole ass barber shop with the brewery. No fucking way. I hope like this a legit, is who I think it is. Like a legit barber shop. Okay. I hope um, this is who I think it is, bro, because they're dope. Are you talking about? This is where we held Boomfest, by chance? Or no. Like, well, I, took, I took acid and fucking went crazy. But... Brick and Forge? No, not Brick and Forge. No, Brick and Forge is an acid. Yeah. Thing, I think that owns something. Some well, kind I'm of not stuff. even showing that. Hold on. In Conway. Okay. 
there's a, I mean, it's not Rebel Kettle? Nope. No, that's not. No, that's in North that's Little Rock. Little Rock. So one of them is Native Brew Works. Uh, they're South Arkansas, and then you have Blade and Blade and Barrel. Blade and Barrel. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Blade is obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do like a, a full shop, full stop barber shop, like shaving everything. Yeah. Probably do your beard right out. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever um, had a full like, like a, a straight razor done to your fucking beard, dude? It's the best it's thing the ever. Best thing you've ever had, dude. I was especially you get like a legit barber doing it. Yeah, I have my boy Matt. I'm go gonna sleep. go shout out my boy Matt in fucking uh, Conway. I haven't seen him in forever, but the one time he did it, I got laid that night. So like that's that's what happened. Yeah. Which which Matt? Matt he owns Matt's Uppercuts. Let me, uh, can you look up Matt's uppercuts in Conway, Arkansas? He might be the same guy, dude. It seems like something he would do. What am I looking at? Matt's uppercuts. Found him. Uh, does he have anything to do with the brewery or? Uh, let's see. Where's this guy? Matt's uppercuts. <laughs> what days are Okay, maybe not. But dude, Matt's uppercuts yeah. in fucking Conway, Arkansas, that he'll do your fucking beard up right. At the time, I was rocking a chin strap and he fucking nailed it. I had a what chin strap with a mustache. A I had a chin yeah. strap with a mustache Why and he fucking nailed it, bro. Has a chin strap. The guy that gets laid that night, I guess. I don't know. Apparently. In Conway. Ew. That's how you get STDs. <laughs> That's how you get STDs from the cuts Hell on your face. Studs. When you eat pussy with cuts oh, on your face, my God. you get problems. You probably do, actually. <laughs> probably accurate. Bloodborne illnesses. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, okay, let's go back to the Brewers Guild here. So you are yeah. now like on the board, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what is the Brewers Guild for the people that don't know? So. Every every state has their own uh, guild or association or everything. Um, Arkansas has the Brewers Guild, which predominantly helps to dictate the lobbying, the laws, the regulation changes, the ABC of, shit around. Right, right. It's it's the big bullshit of the it's, next year or years to come that you don't want to deal with. Yeah. Um, the shit that, like, if you work at a restaurant, they do the work for you. Yeah. Which, it's kind of funny because a lot of people think of Arkansas as a very backwoods, 20-year-out-of-date, this and that. And, Are they wrong? And a lot of it is. Uh, well, no. A lot of it. A lot yeah, of it's right it, yeah. because of the dry counties, the the bullshit going on. Thirty counties, bro. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, but as far as breweries go, yeah, we have some of the best regulations, the best um, stipulations, rules, regs, laws, 
whatever you want to go by in the in the country. As far as dry counties go, or as no, 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 as far just as like all... states go. Okay. So, like with us, dry counties, yeah, it's it, it's a pain in the ass. It's bullshit. Like one of our big things is. So if I want to sell to a, a place right down the road, like there's literally a place from us when we get our brewery going, there's a place that is less than shit, a hundred yards from us for me to sell to them. I have to put it on a distributor's truck. It has to go 80 miles to a distributor, to a distributor and then back. And then, no, not even back. They have to go pick it up. Oh, the, wow. Whatever business wants it has to go pick it up. Um, they do the so, same thing in Texas. It's a third-party deal. Yeah. yeah. is what they call it. Well, this is kind of over and above that. Yeah. But if we go wet, we can sell cans out the door. We can sell growlers to go. I can carry shit across the street. I can... Yeah. I can literally do whatever I want. So that's what I was wondering because so, I remember there was one Super Bowl Sunday where we went to uh, uh, what, what is it that does uh, gluing? Flyways. Flyway. So we went to yeah, Flyway yeah, yeah. and we got their fucking crazy like nine percent IPA yeah, yeah. and we got fucked up on uh, yep. Super Bowl Sunday and we just went and bought a growler. So yeah. we did. Yeah. So like with us right now, you can't take anything out the door period you can't even come near the door i mean you you lean on it all you want but (laughs) that's all you got yeah uh but you you can't take anything to go which makes it difficult and a lot of people don't understand so a lot of people around here think that okay Hey, you've cornered the market. You have the brewery. You have the this, that, and the other. You're going to lose money if we go wet. But really, in all actuality, it is we're going to make more money hand over fist. Yeah. People just got to take it home. Because we can sell growlers to go. We can sell six-pack. We can... Do this, that, and the other. Which right now you just have to sell a beer at a time. Yeah, 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 exactly. For and six to fucking ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. And even right now, so if we get into, say, we look into canning, which we we want to do this weird sour beer. pretty good okay. yeah yeah you got me there that tastes like a i was upset about those Ooh. actually why because i expected them to be shit yeah that's a, that actually tastes like hmm. i want to say a jolly rancher but i'm leaning more towards like an airheads yeah it's a jerk head <laughs> That's a space head right there, bro. Okay, so what were we talking about? Stupid fucking regulations. Ah, the regulations, dude. Right, right, right. Yeah, keep it up. (laughs) I mean, 
It's really one of them deals. It's just it, it, it's literally compounding bullshit. Yeah. And that's um, from you seeing it from like the Brewers Guild and like yeah. from the like legal side and everything. Well, I mean, I mean, when I started all of this, it was literally from I don't have a clue what's going on to I'm the subject matter expert for these new new laws like and regulations rep, and everything, and and that's why I got. I got voted in for the Brewers Guild Dry County position. Um, and even if, say, in this year, which November should be our election cycle, um, Polk County goes wet, mm-hmm. I will still do what I can for the Dry County stuff because I, I know it. I know what's happening. Yeah. And you know it's a rough spot. Yeah, I mean it's it's just stupid. Yeah, and they're not going away anytime soon. We can only hope. You think they'll go through all dry counties and get rid of all of them? At some well, point? I mean, dry county sounds stupid to me. Yeah, it sounds stupid to what thirty-five other states. Well. The issue we have with it is, it's not because it is because we're a dry county. Um, the issue is, so you're my neighboring county. Yeah, you can sell alcohol. You're making all that extra money off us. Yeah, because we drive over there and buy it. Why do you want me to go wet? Right, and that's the main thing. Whenever I lived in Conway, that's what they would all, always talk about. Is like my mail is in uh, the the taxes you're losing the like the sheer amount of revenue and the of a hundred thousand people yeah. driving over to buy liquor from you. Yep. Yeah. Where and you're already over a hundred thousand people, you have people driving over to buy shit. Yeah. yeah, and even if you don't get into that, you're looking at stuff like. Um, a lot of people want to talk about DUIs. Yeah. DUIs, DUIs statistically will go down. Yeah. When the county goes wet. Um, and for the next 10 to 15 years. Because I'm not driving 30 minutes, getting a case of beer, and then driving back. Because when I drive back, I'm like, oh shit, you know, we might as well crack one. Definitely gonna crack one. Yeah. I will speak to fucking, I'll speak from experience on that. Yeah, we used to drive to Oklahoma and then on the way back, we'd crack two or three on the way back for sure, dude. Because we just drove fucking 45 minutes, 30, yeah. 45 minutes yeah. to go get a I mean, beer. When we get the beer, we're not just gonna not have the fucking beer, you know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, that doesn't sound right as far as like the law goes and everything like that. And as oh wait, far as, like, wait, wait. Hypothetically, right? We would drive back and crack a beer. Yeah, so we'll drive all the way back to our house after driving thirty minutes there. Drive thirty minutes back and then we'll crack a beer. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> it, it. That's yeah. how it works. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. We're not driving. 
We had one, one, two beers. And at the same time, we're not drunk on the way back home because, I mean, we had one, two beers. You know, you test our blood, blood alcohol level. We're not anywhere near close, especially because we're buying fucking Oklahoma beer whenever it was 3.2%. Yeah. We could crack five or six of them hoes, which I did. But, I mean, I never did. Could. Uh, we could. We could do that. Right. But yeah. you pissed me off and we have to drive 30 minutes. I might crack five or six on the way back, but I never did it. You know, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Livia is staring me the fuck down the whole time we're having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do nothing. No, I did run over a dog one time, but it was on the way to the beer store, which if I was going to make an argument... For the fact that we shouldn't have dry counties. That dog wouldn't be dead. That dog would not be dead. Because I was driving to the beer store in Oklahoma. I was driving out past uh, fucking what's that road that goes past uh, Louis Dermanship, the Highway 8. Mm-hmm. Highway 8. Yeah, I was driving down that road. We are like 10 miles from the border. And fucking, I was going the speed limit. And this dog just fucking jumped out in front of my car. I smoked him, dude. I felt so bad. His whole family was out in the fucking yard, too. And I just smoked him and kept going. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, obviously, I saw him get smoked. You know, like, what the fuck? And didn't hurt my car. Like, he got fucked up. But, like, I was driving the granny wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, it killed him. For sure. Yeah. He went under the front side, back through both tires. He was done. Yeah. He was dead on the first impact, I would say. But so that dog wouldn't have died. Peta, somebody fucking hop in here and tell me what's going Don't on here. That thing. Yeah, the camera died a long time ago. <laughs> Y'all are just talking now. Yeah, so we're just out here on the podcast for the real, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I do want to know before we go ahead and end this, like, what are the plans for the brewery? So. Hopefully, long-term wise, we're looking at county goes wet. Um, really, before that is like just having the brewery open. Um, we all we also got almost three acres. Wait, so what happens if the county goes wet for you? We're putting in a whole ass beer garden. Whole ass beer garden. For asses? It's where beer garden asses. That's an ass garden. An ass garden that also has beer? Yeah. You grow the beer off of people's ass garden. Sometimes. You never know. So enough people come, you get enough yeast off of these people. Because everybody's got infections. (laughs) They're COVID. (laughs) Enough COVID infections. All the Ronas. All the Ronas make good beer. Definitely going to be a Rona beer. Because they're not already a Rona beer. beer There's a beer named after me. I'm divorcing you. There's already a Rona beer. Well, Olivia has officially joined the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 
really we want to take it and do a beer garden style thing with fire pits, uh, the occasional like blow up inflatable whole ass movie theater. Well, you have like the spot in the middle of town. Yeah, right? yeah. So I mean, what we're, all can we're there you do for with that? So you have that front spot and the side spot, which you guys have already shut down for like rod rhyme and things like that, right? So like you have a oh, very good no, spot. No, no, no. For it, right? This would be at the brewery. You the, don't even know. Have you been to the brewery? I haven't. No. The brewery's better. Um, I have almost three acres of. Untouched. This undone is the spot you're talking about over there, yeah, kind of by Nidek yeah. or whatever. Or? No, no, by uh, you know where Shamrock Bolton Screw building, where Fred's used to be. Yeah, that little bitty Bolton Screw building that's right, sits right there. Right where that new fucking uh, a lot and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Seth, yeah. right beside it. Right beside it. What on the other side or on right the before you get to of Papa's now? Away from Papa's. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you're from me, then you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. If you're not, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> you'll just have to come see it. Yeah. Um, but it's we easy got to get three three acres in the middle of me. Well, relatively, I'll call it. If your name's Dean yeah. Powell. <laughs> if your name's what? <laughs> Dean Powell. Ah. All right, I'm going to bed. Okay, good night. We love you. Okay. We'll be done pretty soon, I think. All right. Yeah, we're at 20 minutes. Check it out at 5.30. Oh. Fuck. Okay, let's see. have to get up at 5.30. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be there at 6.30. Okay, so we go wet, right? Yep. You get the brewery, which you're trying to get to where you can start serving out of the brewery. Is that what you're going for? Nice. Currently, right now... Production facility. Uh, right. Is that what you legally have to make it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, which will mean basically I make stuff there. I can send it to our tap room and or put it on a truck for a distributor to go elsewhere. Which the tap room is the wash stops. <laughs> Yes. Right. So you can send it right down the road, or you can send it to other breweries or wherever. We'll other restaurants or whoever wants it. Yeah. Um. But the big plans are, we go wet this year, hopefully. Right. Um, and then that space turns into a brewery slash. Beer garden. Beer garden, tap room ish thing. Whole like like yeah, like one spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean just yeah, imagine three acres to fuck around us. Yeah. Right. I mean just imagine three it's just shy of three acres, but so how much does the actual brewery itself take up? Like it half an acre at the most? As far as like outside area? Yeah, I mean a little more by the time you account for um, the pads I got to pour for electric and yeah, um, so we'll call it an acre. Yeah, probably. Maybe more, maybe less. Well, if it, the so it's two and a half acres open. Yeah. Period. And that's after we're done building the brewery. Yeah. Um, and so you just have like the building right now. 
with like the stuff inside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we've done the floors, um, drains, water, uh, electric should be in this week. Right. And you're uh, currently brewing beer there or kind of ish. But you're mostly, are you doing some of it out of the back of the wash jaws or how's that going? Right now, everything. Are you brewing this beer? Because I know you have a couple. Yeah, right now, everything's out of the new place. How many um, beers do you have? In total or on the on our wall? On your wall and then in total. On our wall, none. Because I can't keep up. Right. Um, so, like with our current system, I brewed two kegs, which is about twelve ish gallons, which will go in like two days. Two. No, what? Like if it stays more than two days, I'm impressed. What? Um, and that usually means it's some bullshit, some kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, either it's not that popular or whatever. Um. But with our new system, we'll go from brewing two kegs to about 50 kegs. Two to 50, like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that, that's kind of our big thing we're waiting on right now. When you say just, two is worth a couple of days and 50 is worth a month? Or like, what are we talking here? No, I mean, really your fermentation time is the same. Um, yeah. It's just... But your whole it, time it's, on it's the a, wall. It's a volume. Yeah. 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 I can go... Once we get this new system up and going, which new system is what? Just bigger? It's a, yeah, it's a seven barrel system versus a half barrel system. Right. Okay. So you're going so, fourteen times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, we're saying um, I'm going to make this beer. All right, cool. You drank it all. We're going to make this beer again. Yeah. All right, cool. You drank it all. We're going to make. This beer, this beer, this beer, this beer, this beer. It's gone again. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's been my biggest thing is keeping shit on the wall. Yeah. Um. So with this new system, but people are drinking it though. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's it's awesome, but at the same time, from a brewer standpoint, like you'd like to be able to. It fucking sucks not having your own beer on the wall. Yeah. Um. So, so you need this new deal, yeah? Because, because once we get this up and going, I can say I want this beer on the wall from this point to this point, mm-hmm. and we're done. Is it? And then it, we're gonna change it. Was it like a money standpoint where you didn't have like the money to put in to get the big, well, the bigger stuff, or was it more like a test thing? Because I know you guys are very new. You know? Yeah. It, it was it was a lot more of the the test style because with the new Arkansas regulations and the dry county and the this that and the other when we when we bought the half barrel system we didn't know if it was going to go or not as far as the laws passed yeah um so that's kind of where we got into <clears throat> Like, do we buy a big system and go for it, or do we buy a small system and like it hope it works and and see how it goes, and then go from there? Because 
the small Which system we bought. Like you, you were already like you had the coffee roasters, you had the yeah. little bit of restaurant, and then like so kind of dabble for a little while, you know, play with it. Which you, I know with your crazy ass, you probably wanted to go for the full system. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. we had the business for it, but it was just one of them deals. Like with the, you like, can't put that much capital into something without. Yeah, was was the state, was the federal, was the this, that, and the other, yeah. all these and ABC then with, entities. Yeah. You got to give us the shit. Like, like, also that, like, that's fucking crazy. Like, all the regulation stuff you got to step past. And then also, at the same time, it's like you being able to, like, introduce the right amount or, like, your own, like, style. Like, say you make 50 kegs of beer or, like, 50 gallons of beer at a time yeah. but it tastes like fucking nick culture that tastes like shit yeah you know exactly I mean? yeah and and that was one of that was one of our big hurdles was 90 95 percent of the customers that come through it was either do you have something that is Michelob? do you have something that's bud light do you have something that's this that and the other uh-huh. um <clears throat> like, so no, we no, we no. had to be like straight up just no yeah. But also I had to have my bartenders or beer tenders be like, well, hey, we have this. Yeah. Whether it was ours or not. Yeah, the easy tiger. Yeah, know, like yeah, exactly. Like that, you know, some like yesterday dos equis. You don't have anything that's like but white. You know? Yeah. If they yeah. wanted dos equis, we're gonna push them towards that easy tiger, which is a Mexican style lager. Um and that's been the cool thing was they went from I want this stupid light, ridiculous, overproduced beer. But we're to now, here, so we'll try something nice. But now I have these people that are like they started at Michelob Ultra, but now they're like, oh shit, you got a new sour, you got a new stout, you got a new IPA, yeah. you got a new this, that, and the other, and that's what they want. So you're and, teaching people. At yeah, the same it, time, dude. and that's another thing about beers. Like a lot of people, it's a will get massive stuck. education point. Yeah, which dude, is I've cool. been bartending for a long time, man. Yeah, and like you get some people that come in and they drink Miller Lite every day, and then one day you're like, "Hey, try this fucking uh, blood honey. You try this fucking deep yeah. IPA. Anything like that? Just something that I have on tap. Something a little different. Like, something okay. fun." I can drink five of these. Where- okay, so at this point, I think we've already talked about everything that we need to talk about, and I'm pretty drunk. How are you feeling over there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do a little sign-off here, and then we're probably going to have another beer, and then we're probably going to go to sleep pretty soon. But, so the Book of Us and Life of Detours podcast, we just delved deep into fucking Traven over here. And he told us a lot about the way that uh, Dry County breweries and, like, the way that, like, weird little regulations and stuff. And then we went back into his life and, like, talked about his time in the military, which was actually pretty trippy. Because I think the way that you look at life is, like, you look at things from, like, a fairly logistical kind of standpoint. You look at things from, like, it's like always a lawmaker's kind of standpoint. It's always fun. Yeah. Well, it's fun, but I feel like you always know the right amount of fun. Like, you know how much to not get into trouble, you know? Or how to not to. How to not to, exactly. Exactly.
So yeah. that's like, that's actually like a fucking, that's some art. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was talking about, like he stopped into the fucking, uh, the parking lot the other day and he whipped a couple of donuts, but did you ever expect to get pulled over or fucking somebody come over there and fuck with you? Oh yeah. No, fully. Yeah. But could you have explained it out? <laughs> Hope for the best. You're in an empty parking lot. Fuck it. Yeah. Go for it. What's the worst they're going to do? Give you a reckless driving ticket? Yeah. I guess. In the middle yeah. of Mina during an ice storm? Go fuck if it's one of the officers, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so there's that. But so, Mr. Traven, what is the future of your business? Like, so you're fully like into the Washtag. It's not, it's the Washtag. Yeah. It's not the Washtag copywriters. Yep. See washdaws because we encompass coffee, food, beer, and I'm I'm doing everything I can right now, uh, which will the way it's going will be a little while to get the beer just blowed the fuck up yeah. and make that encompass. Well, because that's where the money is. Make that the name. Yeah. Um, but I mean, really, and like realistically, the goal is shit. Dogfish Head, Sierra Nevada. I mean, you name it. You're trying to pull them in, or you're trying to be like that. Oh no! Fuck them all. We'll eclipse them. Nice. I like that. that. That's okay. my go-to. I mean. Because I mean, those were small breweries. Yeah, yeah. At like, a certain point, they were nothing. Like, so I these actually guys that decided they wanted to make yeah, it here. I talked to the owner or one of the owners in Brewers of uh, Dogfish Head, and they started the exact same way we did, minus the Dry County bullshit. Right, um, which is pretty hefty. Yeah, but they started on a half barrel system. They built their way up to literally a multi-million dollar empire. Yeah. I've heard of Dogfish Head, which I mean, I bartend. So, like, obviously, I would have heard of them. But. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, why not? Yeah. If if someone else can do something, like, literally See? something from nothing. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's go for why it. Why not you? So, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I follow... Mean, the relative same steps, you have the same passion. Why would you never, why would you not get the same results? Yeah, yeah. Know? But and also, I appreciate screw, that about you. Because, same steps. Yeah. Let's, let's do something different. Let's, let's do something, something wild. <laughs> yeah. Let the world appreciate have fun the crazy and take it to the next level. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's, that's where the fun could be. You. Yeah. And that's where something different and, Something I mean, everything fun. in, whether it's it's science, it's brewing, which brewing is science. Yeah, don't but get it twisted. Brewing is science. Yeah. But that's where the fun part comes out is you get to do what I mean, you, you would never have that Bud Light seltzer sour that yeah. you're drinking like a bitch. Which I am drinking. <laughs> At his request, he told me to try it. I, I thought that was pretty good. right next actually. to my Budweiser, which is fully finished. They are actually pretty good. So but, I mean, boy over here drinking yellow bellies. <laughs> you can't go wrong with the yellow jacket. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, those things slap every single time. Yeah. But, I mean, that's where it's at. Like, something different, something fun, something something that you're off the wall, about. crazy, yeah. just, yeah. I mean. If you have the passion and the know-how, which I think you are actually, like, you like to fucking be goofy and shit, but you're a smart guy. Sometimes. Like, just the conversation that we just had, like, the way that you were able to go through the logistics of all this stuff has actually blown me away a little bit. Because of the fact, like, I knew you were smart, but, like, that's a lot. Like, the fact that, like, this is the hardest, I would say this is one of the hardest, like, paths that any brewer has had to go through. And you've already made it to this point. And what, what's it been, two years? Um, so October is our anniversary of, like, actually opening. Yeah. Um, That's a coffee roast, right? No. Well, the yes and no. Yeah. October was our coffee shop opening. It was our second year coffee shop. And then our kitchen opening, and then our second year, third year. So the coffee shop opened. So three years ago, the coffee shop opened up. Two years ago, the kitchen opened up. And then COVID happened. We'll just go ahead and give it that. Yeah. So basically, like we opened all this shit during all the shutdowns and all the bullshit and. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, this everybody, is just everybody looks at different people taking advantage of what they want to do in the middle of the fucking pandemic, dude. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be sitting right here if it wasn't for the pandemic, which is kind of crazy to say. Like, I would have never got that much time <laughs> off work. I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking weird, dude. Yeah. Well, you get to sit around and like decide what you want to do, and I imagine you sat and talked to your grandpa for a little bit, and you're like, dude, we can yeah, just I... make beer. And sell it to people if we can get the right legislation passed and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was just one of them awkward deals where it was like, "Hey, this thing might be going. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go for it. Like, give her hell, Bobby. Yeah. That <laughs> that's the best I got for it. I fully appreciate about this guy and. Dude, honestly, man, like I uh, fucking really appreciate the fact that like you are actually you are fucking with my sister, bro. Like fucking Olivia is one of the craziest people that I've ever met, and you are right there with her, if not crazier. I, I think you might be crazier, but there, fucking there's whole last like spectrums. Oh yeah, no, they're one on over here and one over sides. there. They are full blown on opposite sides. But it's full on crazy the whole way through, and it's a fucking great ride to be able to watch, man. Love so fun. that is the life of detours right there. It's fucking you guys just coming yeah. together and fucking like you being the crazy motherfucker that you are. And then you have Olivia over here being the sensible crazy motherfucker. <laughs> she is. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Because she's sensible, but she's also. Yeah. She's a crazy bitch, bro. I love that bitch, but she's cool. She's a little crazy, but she is super sensible. But, dude, it just fucking worked out, man. And, like, I actually, like, I remember back in the day, like, y'all dated for a little while. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. 
I think y'all broke up for a little bit. And I, was then, a, I was gone for a while. Yeah. Okay. So you're gone for a little while. And then you came back. And then like a year later, she was like, oh, I'm pregnant. And she was, <laughs> yeah. she was like, okay. It, and it was trans. And I was like, I don't know if like I even really like know that guy. Like for the most part. Because I was young. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like a good bit younger than you guys. But dude. Like, whenever we actually sat down and talked, like, I was like, this makes fucking perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's the fucking life of detours, bro. This is how you ended up where you're at. This is what, what it is, man. Well, I mean, that's one. You never fucking know. It's. <laughs> yeah. Like, you. It, think- it's always fun. It's always ridiculous. It's. Yeah. It is what it is. It is exactly just what it is. just roll with it and go for it. Yeah, makes it better. Yeah, and sometimes you fuck around and you have a really good person like this in your family, and I'm very glad to have you, sir. It's one of those whole fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, never know which right way. Here. Okay, so uh, let's do a little sign off from uh, the Awashitas over here from Mr. Traven Bain. He'll do it from he'll do it from uh, the Awashas, from right. the Army, from the EMTs, from the firefighters, everybody, and I'm gonna do it from the Book of Ocean because that's all I got. <laughs> and I love you guys, and fucking everybody be good, and we're gonna start recording now.